This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. like in my mind i severely overrated that soundtrack it ain't that many good songs on there Tom. no man we do that nostalgia and yeah. like what was going they usually gets us it's like the christopher williams joint and i want to sex you up and then i'm pretty much done with that soundtrack the best song in the whole movie ain't even on the soundtrack like that uh lavert and them singing new jack city mm. It's on the soundtrack but it's the version with queen latifah rapping and troop it ain't it didn't work but you know what's so funny about that one? Mm. Like they broke the fourth wall, by the way. Man, because like man. Why, when they were singing out there, like why did they slap fives and walk away when the song was over, <laughs> nigga? For no reason, <laughs> nigga. Why did they switch from Troop to Lavert? Like Troop out there in the day and then Lavert in the cold in the winter and shit. I was like, that was weird. Like, it was. We gonna talk about it, but it was a lot of things in this movie on the rewatch that I was like, um. <laughs> We got some notes to get to, but uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Week in Culture, episode number 134. We are moving through these things, man. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. not G-Money, because that nigga got on crack. I don't think I realized that as a kid. I thought... I don't know what I thought as a kid, but I feel like in my mind, I just thought he got mad at Nino about old girl. Never put the crack together till I was like 15, 16 and was like, this nigga here. Anyway, I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. I'm addicted to Clubhouse. <clears throat> oh, my God. And this week in culture, we bring to you the long-awaited, highly anticipated throwback review of New Jack City, the fucking classic that... Might not have been classic if that shit dropped today. Cause this, shit. Yo, this movie is low key trash. This movie, <laughs> this movie is low key trash. We bro. gonna talk about it all. Y'all know we don't hold you back, man. But before we get to New Jack City, uh, we got a lot to address. We gotta get to fucking True Kitchen cocktails. We got a uh, new black and on Netflix for December. Power Book Two is back next week. Um. We got some voice notes, got a Blackberry letter. We got a whole slate of shit to get to, man. Uh, before we get started, want to thank all the listeners, all the supporters, everybody who rocks with us. If you're listening to this podcast right now, make sure you go download and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Join us on the socials at This Week in Culture. Hit us up at thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com. How was your week, bro? Or weekend? It's only Tuesday. Uh, Pretty good, man. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving was cool. Yes, yes. Uh, I forgot Thanksgiving was last week that quick. Um, weekend was cool. I watched yeah. the fight. You know, what I'm oh my god, I was entertained. Forgot you know about that saying? too. Um, man, it's been cool. I can't yeah. even complain. 
Um, what you what you think about the fight? I mean, I was entertained. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't like expecting like yo. Yeah, I didn't expect world class athleticism like, out of yo, two fifty plus. Yo, now he's going for the niggas. title next year. Like Man. you know what I'm saying? I was. It was in. I do think it was in a. Uh, it's like the WWE, not WWE, because it's, it's more real than that. Yeah, but like, yeah. yo, it was it was entertaining. My thoughts before the fight still hold true. Um, all them rules was to save Roy Jones' life. Man, them rules was just um, so would nobody get sued. But they didn't follow. I mean, there wasn't like other than two minute rounds. Like what? It wasn't else. Mike Tyson was. I. It's a. It's specifically a, a hook that he threw in the first round. Well, he like half threw, and then I saw him kind of pull back, and that's when I was like, he know, he kill his boy, dog. Like they both look old and tired as the fight went on. Um, they very much became even. Yeah, I thought we're run. Be perfectly honest with you. I, I, I think Roy won in the fucking I made it out alive Olympics, nigga. Because other than that, I don't. I don't see it. But it was entertaining. Um, clearly, uh, Jake Paul didn't get the same set of rules because he knocked the shit out. Nate, how you feel about everybody going in on Nate, bro? <laughs> His I, niggas I on Nate. Fucking, I seen this. I said this shit on Twitter, man. But like, I seen a nigga I know who got knocked out before, <laughs> um, making fun about Nate. Like, nigga, if we had Instagram and cameras when we was in middle school and high school, like you would be on them. Like, fam, you was the first <laughs> nigga I ever seen get knocked out. Like, you, you was Nate. Hey. Like, I mean, if you ever didn't fought before, I mean, you win some, you lose some. Niggas get knocked out every day, B. Like, it, like I don't like the, I don't know, man. I don't want to be that nigga, but because some, sometimes you got to get your memes off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, but like, and niggas got them off. But sometimes Nate niggas OD. Nate ain't the type of nigga that get jokes off on. Like, if it was Adrian Bronin who talk a lot of yeah, shit, man. I'm going to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, man. Nate just like a cool guy. <laughs> Only thing I hated that Nate said pre-fight was doing this for all my brothers. Cause, cause, then, like, cause, cause, where uh, did that come from? I didn't need Jake, this to be for black Jake, people. Jake was really on some Trump shit. Oh, word. Okay, Drake, okay, was, I miss that. Jake is very. I could see that He's young blonde YouTube white boy. I get it. Yeah, like he was yeah. very um, Trumpish. Yeah, yeah, like fully supporting Trump the whole nine yards. He would just he'll say yeah. like wild shit. Like so, I, I okay, I get they want him now. to they wanted him to win to, Got to shut it. him up. Got it. Okay, no, that makes so much more sense, nigga. Because I was like, Nate, you ain't need to do this for me. I was I was cool, <laughs> nigga. Like I felt tight. But um, salute to Nate for getting in that ring, man. It ain't a that ain't an easy feat. And shit, he caught one, man. It happens to the best of them, dog. Man, shout out to people like you don't play boxing. So, woo, you know what I'm nigga. saying? And it takes a lot to get in there. A few and weeks train, ain't gonna do it. And um, and Nate been training for like a year or so. Like physically, yeah, yeah. But like the, like it takes a minute to to learn boxing to learn defense. Like hey. it wasn't that Nate couldn't necessarily take a punch or no shit like that. Like he didn't. Like if he on some boxing shit, like he hey. came in and his hands was quote unquote up, but he was not defending himself mm-hmm. like the correct way. Um, Ar- arms was loose. They was up. They was loose. Um, it's just as a and again my martial arts background obviously different from straight up boxing, but. It's a way to get in that ring and defend yourself that comes with time. There's also like a silent agreement between boxers. Facts. That because when they fought, it's usually how regular fights happen. Yeah. Like when we going to come together and then we going to, I'm going to run into you and we going to yeah. kind of get held up. Get and up. Get, yep. 
it's like a silent agreement that we're gonna stand a foot apart or so. Yeah. And and we and gonna do what we do. You yep. know what I'm saying? But like, if you don't got that agreement, <laughs> nah. And that boy Jake, he ain't agree to shit. Jake was swinging for blood them last few punches, dog. But uh, it's all good, man. I I feel like if anything, man, that was a good opportunity for Nate. It was a good look. Um. Had he won, it would have been great. But yo, fuck it, nigga. It was gonna be a winner or a loser, regardless, nigga. You took an L to ain't neither one of y'all ranked boxers, nigga. This ain't a real thing for either of y'all. So fuck it. Nate got in there, he did his thing, and apparently he did it for the brothers, man. Um, real quick, before we get into the silly shit, I do want to read Your off boyfriend that got knocked out though. I seen on the memes. <laughs> but your nigga didn't got knocked out before. Which some of y'all done knocked y'all boyfriends out before, <laughs> soft ass nigga. I'm not one of them kicking nigga while he down. Unless, nah, unless they deserve it. Yeah, I I got a couple off. Um, well, reposted a couple memes. I don't, shout out to the meme creators, nigga. Like, I don't know how it happened that fast. I'm in awe every time something goes viral in Black Twitter meme level. But again, Yo, the man, internet, they tornado up. Uh, the the internet is, I want to say undefeated, but like Tom Brady beat the internet. Mm. Like you remember when the niggas getting their ass whooped in the Super Bowl? Yeah, and like all the memes was flying. Yeah, they was going the, crazy in the second half. Nigga just came out and won that bitch. Falcons. Like, <laughs> he's the only nigga to ever <laughs> yeah. beat the internet. Though. That's unfortunate because I'm not a Tom Brady fan. Yeah, I hate him. Um, niggas know my style. That nigga beat the internet. Yeah, he did. Head. Um, Tom Brady only nigga to beat the internet. Rick Ross only nigga to beat Fifty Cent. And Jadakiss. Ah, yeah. Damn. All right, uh, he got one win. Facts. Shit, I get, I, I get French Montana to win. <laughs> get Fat Joe to win over. Like I love, he might get Fat Joe to win over. That. Fat Joe just got better music, dog. We'll, we need to do a 50 episode Anyway uh, New Black and on Netflix Shout out to the people Over at Strong Black Lead um, We got a couple new movies Hidden uh, Today December 1st Right now In your motherfucking Netflix You got served <laughs> Why did I get married The classic Tyler Perry joint Probably his best movie Or one of um, Part one Fuck part two I don't even acknowledge that uh, A thin line between Love and hate Man We might low key Need to go ahead And review Facts. that 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 might be one And we might need to do it Like ASAP You know, you know what's so funny What's that um, I was watching this last night And I thought We should do an appreciation episode For Alan Payne Woo Cause he always In some It's some shit Oh Jason's lyric too Jason's lyric is because we gotta do that's Jason's one lyrics. of them. Jason's lyric is one of them ones, dog. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I one hundred percent support that dog because Alan Payne's that nigga, man. Like he never hit that superstar status, but he was always he was a and he's a good actor. Who do you think would be the Alan Payne of this generation? <sighs> Who be in all the movies, but just they don't. He not like. Superstar, like, and you know who it would have been had he not blown everything. Probably would have been Columbus Short. Mm. Like Columbus Short had everything Alan Payne had. Like you led films, you played co-stars in film, you had all the shit. But for some reason, that superstardom wasn't there. Super, super, and it, the, <laughs> super head was the downfall. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh shit. shit. Um yeah, I feel like Columbus Short might have been he might have been on his way to Alan Payne status. Did he get like, with his wife or something? Yeah, shit? he started beating on his old lady and all it got yeah. weird. It got weird. And then you went from starring in your own joints to starring in uh 
true to the game. <laughs> and it Wasn't was like, he on? He was on Tyler. Or no, no, I'm thinking Alan Payne was on the Tyler Perry show. Channel Seven. Uh, um, Scandal. Scandal. Yeah, yeah, he started out on season one of Scandal, and then fucked that up with the beating on his wife allegations. Damn. And he he Isaiah Washington himself, nigga, and got kicked off a show that went on to be great, man. So, Damn. so yeah, man, Columbus Short was on his way to that nigga. Got man. replaced by Cast Tech, nigga. Woo, woo. Who got like the same head he do? Them niggas got the similar niggas shaped heads. <laughs> bizarro versions of each other. Oh, uh, what else we got going on? Thin line between love and hate. Um, all three of those are available today, December first. Um, then we got uh Lee Daniels, the butler, coming up later later this month. I've never seen the butler. Probably never seen. Probably it. never will. You know what? The only reason I might, because my grandma really loved it. And always said I would watch it with her. So I might check it out, but never had no interest in it. Um, Chadwick Boseman's last film, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, will be available uh, December 18th. And then something called The Midnight Sky and a couple other joints on here. Oh, here's one I might watch. How to Ruin Christmas, The Wedding. I don't know what that means, but sounds like it might be fun. That's available 12-16. So, yeah, man, new black and on Netflix. If you want to see the whole list, go visit Strong Black League. Shout out to them. Uh, now, I mean, where do we start? Do we start with the True Kitchen video, dog? Like, do we go there? Like, in real life, this many people cannot possibly care about some <laughs> random I saw you tweet that, Dancing. And, it, like, dog, man, it is what it is. It's man. I'll, uh, let me pull up. I want to bring up the video and just play. Uh, Other receipts came out too after the that video came out. A word of him going over to the table like three times. Yeah, like nice, fully and peaceful. And so I had read <laughs> a statement by him. I think he wrote something on Facebook that said I had just gone to talk to them before that the recording came out. Like I was just over there talking to them directly. Not yelling, not nothing. Like I spoke directly to them, he and had, then as soon as I turned around, and he had the prayer hand. Yeah, like I see the video. Like, hey, cause you know, dog literally said, like I turned around and old girl jumped up on the fucking chair, or the couch or whatever, and start twerking again. And that's when I turned around and went off. So I right, let's uh, let's listen to what dog said. I invested a lot of money into buying this building into developing this concept so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as a one, stop to you, please. Somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? Yeah. No, no, real talk. And so all this twerking and shit, take it to Prime, take it to Pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I'm on men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves and you guys are twerking on glass here? If you want to do it, get the fuck out of my restaurant. Because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture. So don't do it. No, don't do it again. I don't want to hear it. If you don't like it, get out because I don't need your money. I need to... Hey, man. Um... <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny re-listening. All right. So on Friday, uh, the owner of True Kitchen and Cocktails in Dallas, Texas, um, Kevin Kelly, uh, was, <clears throat> excuse me, um, speaking to a group of young women who were in his restaurant. This is not a bar. It's not a club. They were in his restaurant and they were twerking and dancing and standing on his furniture um, while the DJ that he had there was playing throw that ass in a circle. I've been literally in because I saw a lot of people like, oh, if y'all want people twerking, why you got a DJ? Nigga, I've been in STK Atlanta, STK Miami and STK New York where there was a DJ 
and everybody was eating and not twerking. So, so listen, um, I've seen a bunch of think piece. Oh man, they're going crazy, aren't they? Um, it was like so many different rooms and and, and clubhouse about it and everything. Like I get it, I get why everybody is upset. I get the whole respectability portion yeah. of it, and oh, if a woman is twerking, that means she don't respect. Like I get it. Yeah. Out, out outside of all that, right? Man, get your fucking ass off my couch, dog. Nigga. <laughs> like, get the fuck off my couch. Bro, like, I... And got your greasy-ass hands on my fucking window. On the like, get your ass off my couch. <laughs> my homegirl had me rolling. She was like, all oh, this could have been prevented if you social distanced. Because <laughs> when was that bitch was thick, nigga, they was sitting back to back in that And that bitch was... <laughs> <laughs> Dog, um, get if your was, fucking if, feet if, off if my furniture. A, if, dog. if it was a different twerker, you think? It been, <laughs> if it was a different twerker, we do. They're gonna like, name it episode right there. A different twerker. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! I find the name every fucking week. Um, like yo, dog. Get it. Like the nigga was fed up. Yeah, he and like, here's the thing. Like Jay said, he had already talked to them. Like, because I saw people like, wow, he go off in front of them. He doing that for clout. No, nigga. I sp- First of all, I want them to take for clout away. <laughs> but, like, nigga. You tweeting for clout. Fuck <laughs> right, nigga. But I'm like, dog, I had already talked to them multiple times about, yo, like, can y'all please stop twerking? Like, this, this ain't what, for that. So, look, this is what happens then, right? Um, Dallas is a brunch spot. Facts. And they, they Saturday, Sunday brunches be popping. Yeah. Uh, all these fucking rooms I've been in on Clubhouse, I've heard from the people. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that. It's a. It's a. They don't want black people down there. Yeah. So this isn't a, a straight spot, whatever, whatever. But he like, look, I want black people to be here. Yeah. But I do want, I want it to be separate. I don't yeah. want the club yeah. lounge shit. I want this to be breakfast, right? I mean, for brunch. So what ends up happening is if you go in that bitch and you twerking and that bitch hit social media or whatever, now it looks a certain way and I'm going to attract a certain audience and I can't be the the level that I wanted, yeah. So uh, I and mean, just stop, nigga. In addition to that, dog, like I already hated ten years, maybe eleven years ago, when they started to turn brunch into a party. That bothered me personally. If y'all know me, y'all know I'm the brunch god. Y'all y'all know my name. I want to go eat, nigga. I mean, like, cause cause that comes from yo. We need to make some money, yeah. Because yo, just. Cooking breakfast or these restaurants, yeah, uh, not surviving being a restaurant. That's what, yep. like, remember when uh, what's some shit that you seen in Birmingham, um, Chin Child, yep. and um, all the little shits right off old Woodward and all that, yeah. yeah. Like, yo, it was cool, but like the industry was like, yo, we not making no money. Mm-hmm. How do we fix this shit? Okay, well, on Friday nights. After seven o'clock, this bitch turns to the club, yeah. and then that like, yo, we gotta bring some money because at the end of the day, I gotta pay the lease in this bitch. Yep. I gotta, you know what I'm saying? So they went to the brunch, the the restaurant slash club route because I need to make income in mm-hmm. order to fund the restaurant. Now, if I just had this restaurant out here, I raised the price a little bit. Yeah, then it's like, yo, we can't go there, and it's one of them catch twenty twos. But man. even uh, because I've seen a few people who I know from here from the city. Who I've literally seen out at Central Kitchen downtown at brunch where they have a DJ and y'all niggas wasn't standing on the furniture twerking. 
period. Like, and I'm talking about some party animals, like the club chicks. Man, you should have heard these people talking about like, yo, if you ain't one of them doing that, then you got you got to make sure that you create the atmosphere so people don't do that. Why don't your dumb ass just don't fucking twerk? my nigga? This and like, <laughs> like at some point, self control, right? <laughs> my, <laughs> I seen one of my homegirls say she put the ass in a circle. I had no choice. That's so my homegirl was like, dog, men wouldn't understand. Sometimes the twerk take over you. <laughs> Okay. I was like, all right, fine. You know what? Fine. Just just remember that when a nigga grab your ass. Nah. He'd be oh, like, yo, shit. the twerk took over me. No, nigga, self-control. You responsible for your actions. And dog, like you I, I really feel like in any other fucking instance, dog, you know when not to fucking stand up on furniture and start twerking. So don't do that at the black restaurant. Like Again, don't no, take don't do that nowhere. Don't do it nowhere, but like don't make it seem like, oh well, because we in a black restaurant where they was playing this black song with this black DJ. No, people was like, nah, it's acceptable. Man. They was like, no, nah, man, that's our culture. Why why we gotta be twerking ain't my culture. They're like, why we <laughs> man, I seen the nigga I ain't never twerk. I seen a nigga says professionalism is rooted in whiteness. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I can understand. To an extent where you're coming from? <laughs> Niggas be OD. But like, fam, don't act like. Hmm, let me. How, how do I want to. Let me see if I can word this correctly. Don't act like we didn't teach everybody civilization. Man. You know what I'm Man. saying? Like, so Man. for you to say that uh, professionalism is rooted in whiteness, though I understand where you're coming from, but don't act like we didn't civilize. Because we, we quick to get in our, yo, we are kings, we are queens, we are royalty, we come from this, we come from that. We quick to, nigga, that's what civilization was. That's where these rules civil. and these, nigga, we were literally civil. We were royalty. We reigned over the fucking world. You think the queen of anything popped up on her, like, furniture and just start twerking? Probably not. And that's not to say it's nothing wrong with y'all twerking, but it's a time and a place. Time and a place. It's a time and a place, dog. So then it was like, well, fuck it. They was waiting too long for their food, and they was drinking. Yeah. For two, like, they said they was drinking for two hours. So I don't know if you was drinking for two hours yeah. or not. Maybe you were. That's excessive. It's a bit long to wait for a brunch. Yeah. But if you go to JL's and they tell you it's an hour and 30 minute wait, you, you take probably that, ain't going to twerk. You take that little thing in your hand, and you go sit the fuck down. Yeah, go walk around the mall and uh, stare in the windows because you ain't buying shit. You got that $40 old boy gave you. Anyway, man, stop fucking twerking on people. Goddamn furniture. Sit your ass down. But see, I got show some tech. I huh? saw most of the comments coming from people who um, eat lamb chops while there's a naked ass shaking in front of them mm. um, at the Panthe. So, yeah. like, how you view food and how you want to yeah. eat and how, how, like, and nigga, like, yo, I get that. Hey, they had the DJ and all that shit in there, but nigga, my grandma could be in there. And guess what? She don't want to see your ass twerking either, dog. And while dude was talking, somebody was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, they was probably tired of you, too. Yeah, man. Like, the audacity. In that your- fucking environment, that's disruptive and it's inconsiderate. And again, I don't want COVID flying off your ass cheek onto my fucking pancakes. I'm cool. The audacity for your ass to jump up there on somebody's couch start dancing. After they repeatedly asked you not to, yeah. put your hands on their window. Yeah. And then... This is the victim. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And I've seen a few people say, yo, about to hit like some like celebs and shit. Like, yo, I, I, I appreciate dog. I respect him. Next time I'm in Dallas, I'm hitting his restaurant up. And I'm just like, I hope it's still be there. Because this could also go the other way. It has been. Like, they've been trash. They eating this nigga right now. So dog. it's not lost on me. Hey. That, like, yo, the way that he handled it, 
isn't smooth for everybody. Facts. I'm not saying he didn't handle that the the best way. The get the fuck out wasn't great. I don't need you. It money. wasn't necessary. I don't need your money. wasn't great because yes, you do need money. He a lawyer. Apparently, he don't actually need the money. Okay. He, okay. He, apparently, he you know he does well. He Jones from girlfriends. He want open the J spot. All right. But he say he doing it for like yo. I want. Yeah. I don't want all the quote unquote upscale shit to just be white. Yeah. I want us, us to, to have it. some shit. And yeah. like if you wanna if you wanna just go to the the, the twerk brunch, whatever them two other places he yeah. named, say go there. Go but over don't there. Bring that shit here. And you come over here, we got some music planned for y'all to chill out to, kick it with your people and eat some bacon. Dog. Then the conversation says dress codes are inherently racist. And I was like, yo, depending on who's starting it, I agree. Because yeah. in Royal Oak, they be doing some. Hey, I've seen shit. all kind of bullshit. But apparently, at there, dude say he you can't wear like the fuzzy slippers there. And like, thank God, people was going. Thank God, like, yo, that's anti-black. He Uncle Tom and all oh, this other shit. Anti them fucking slippers. That's what it is. Like yo, like you got to know that. Like here's the thing, dog. When people say this is how I want my establishment to be, you can either decide to go there or not. But you can't complain. So let me ask you: If you go into the Rock Nation brunch with with the with the with the fuzzy slippers, and they say no. Nah. Because you wouldn't. Nigga, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you wouldn't be there. Diddy told niggas every Labor Day for 20 years straight, all white party. If you got on anything all beyond all white, nigga, I'm not letting you in my party. Even if I invited you. They said it was a story way back in the day that one time he kicked Tyrese out for wearing like a brown belt or some shit. Like, nigga, I said all white. Take the belt off, nigga. <laughs> and I think that's what Tyrese said he did. But it was some shit I heard a long time ago. But it was like, nigga. This is my party. This is how I want my shit. Now I ain't telling you you can't come in here because you black. That's some. Now we talking different. But if I say this is the dress code, y'all don't question uh, prime and proper when they tell you, "Hey, men, you need a jacket when you come in this motherfucker." Y'all don't question shit. Like I do. I I, I definitely understand that some people target at one hundred percent when they start getting into predominantly hey, no work boots. We know you mean no Tims, and we know that means no blacks, no Latinx. We get it. But like, what if I want a a curated event? Look, like, I, yeah. what if I don't want niggas to wear Tim's? What in if here? I just don't want your fuzzy slippers and your fucking feet out the back of that bitch? Because guess what, you got them on, you probably ain't got no socks on. I don't want your little stank foot chips all around this bitch. It's like you can't have a preference, yeah, of how you want your establishment to run. Yeah, I got a studio here. And like I try, I, I, I try to keep it a certain way. Yeah. Try to keep it a certain vibe, change the aesthetics, like some candles and shit. Yeah. And try to to be like, yo, yo, come fifteen minutes earlier, no more than fifteen minutes earlier. Yeah. Once it's your like, I don't want you hanging here. I don't want and this just shit to kicking be it around. Here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, this is like business. I want to be a smooth, yeah. comfortable environment. What if they start twerking in the studio? Are you got like to an extent? <laughs> oh shit <laughs> No that shit is wild <laughs> Yo that was uh, the best error We ever made on this fucking podcast right? I mean like <laughs> I tell you what Yeah Jeezy <laughs> <GZ> voice <laughs> Uh, Some people come in here for the pie And then what And they just want to drink Yeah facts you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to tell you you can't drink. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like some niggas, they like to get drunk. And they get that way, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and before you record, y'all y'all spending all your damn time drinking and shit, then y'all get the, y'all loud, y'all mm-hmm. get this like, yo, this still, a, this still a, a place of business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, hey, yo, keep that shit down. Like, re- relax. And like, nigga, me and you have been recording and heard loud ass people in the other studio. Like, damn, nigga, we hear them in our headphones. Like, what the fuck? They going crazy. So it's like I like and when 
I hate to sound this way. Like if you ain't never like own nothing, mm. like it's hard for you to understand like what all because it ain't just what you want. Shit, this, we in a building. Yeah, I got yeah. like guests and other tenants, and like you know, it's just it just be different. Yeah, no, that makes sense, man. And shit, tiptoe around certain shit because when you address shit, like I'm, I'm, I couldn't come in here and, and scream on a whole walk in somebody's podcast like, "Yo, y'all niggas too loud," because now you're not gonna patronize me no more. Yeah, so there yeah. is a way, there's a tactful way that he did not do. He didn't all the way through. He did yeah. it the first. Couple he started times. out them couple times, and then by the time it got filmed, unfortunately, yeah. he has snapped. I, I would probably just would have escorted him out. Yeah, I don't. You don't got. You don't necessarily have to give everybody a lecture, but at that time, he probably fed up. Y'all the nigga human. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Man. It's okay for people to be human. Yeah, shit. He probably a first time business owner. I mean, I don't know shit about dog background, but it, you can imagine, yo. I want my business to be this. This is my idea. This is what I open it for. And then when niggas keep doing shit that's opposite of that, you're like, damn, niggas, stop. What you can't do is say, hey, there is no set of rules or expectations how I want to be black inside this restaurant. I should be able to free do whatever I want to. Then you can't turn and say, well, the business owner can't speak to you however he wants you. Because mm. there's no quote unquote yeah. rules or regulation of how you yeah. supposed to run. It is his business. He yeah. can run it however the fuck you want to run it. But you know what it is? It's it's the same notion behind like, yo, when you shop in black, when you supporting black businesses, when you supporting your friend, quit asking for discounts. It's the same notion. Like y'all don't go into these white restaurants acting like that, no matter what the scenario is. So when you go into Gee, the black one for restaurant week, like a motherfucker and, <laughs> and ain't twerked once. I ain't Facts. seen one of you niggas twerk during restaurant week. Don't go into the black one. And all of a sudden feel like, huh, the chains is off. Like, no, nigga, the chains ain't on. I just want you to sit here and eat, man. You know, so you work at HR. Facts. Don't you hate when, like, the black person get in front of you and then they want to be And they let loose. Like, oh, man, I'm so glad to see you in here, man. <sighs> What's up, brother? Like, come on, fam. And it's like, we ain't got to do all that. Because I'm still in, regardless, nigga. I'm going to handle this professionally. Nigga, I come from hoods y'all niggas don't want to fucking imagine. But I know how to conduct myself Thanks. when I'm handling business. I know how to conduct myself when I sit down to eat. Like, it's certain things where it's just like... That's not necessary for the environment we in, man. Well, people don't understand. Um, there are so many different languages and dialects and Facts. ebonics and stuff Facts. like that. But we do understand that universally there is one standard that we do commerce on. Yeah. And when you do in commerce, you act a certain way while you do in commerce because everyone understands the nuances and the nomenclature of all the words and actions. Yeah. It's not because this one is better than or whatnot. Everybody's on the same page. There's no room for misunderstanding. Yeah. And when you're not doing business no more or you're not at work um, or the one that we do commerce on, then you talk however you want to talk. But, like, when we connect in business, yeah. so everybody's on the same page. I don't want to say some shit that I say in my neighborhood that you don't say in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Now we got two different ideas. No, we're going to use the same quote-unquote standard yeah and or the same i won't say standard but the same but the same set of rules the same all that shit applies man you remember back on uh season one of insecure at molly's law firm when that other black she was the new associate yeah and she was super 
loud and, and brash in her approach and, and talked, quote, hood to everybody, especially Molly, though. Like, she was hood with everybody in there. But when she got to Molly, it was really on some, like, girl, da-da-da. And Molly tried to tell her, like, yo, maybe you want to tone it down. Like, be who the fuck you are. And then Molly went to the all-black farm and then was like, yo, he's on call of people time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calvin's got a job. No, yeah, nigga. Yeah. We want to do business. We trying to keep it fucking... At the same level of respect that we automatically have for white institutions and white businesses. If you think professional, when you hear professional, you think white, something wrong with something you. Something wrong with you. Not <laughs> the establishment owner, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Nah, I, I want to level of decorum. And again, you wouldn't have got up on that man's furniture if your motherfucking mama and grandma was sitting right there twerking. Never know. You wouldn't do it at that crib. You know, also I was thinking like, yo, you would yeah. put, but like, yo, these but young, yeah, some of these motherfuckers, yeah, and they grandma thirty three, yeah. How you twenty eight? Your grandma thirty three. It happens. Don't be a menace. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, if you live in Dallas, man, go support dog. And uh, if you feel like his approach in that video made you not want to support him, man, again, I get maybe not liking the way he worded some of that shit, but at least appreciate that he tried to calmly and professionally. Talk to them about this shit before it got filmed. What caused this conversation in the first place? Let's not forget that. Yeah, yeah. He didn't pop out like, yo, y'all better not start twerking. They were already twerking. It's way too many people in that, that tiny ass spot, though. Yeah, no, no. Dog says social distancing ain't shit. It's Texas, though. So. Yeah, they also. Texas is a whole different country. I keep telling people that. Um, What else we got going on? Did you watch uh, The Undoing? Did you get into that yet? I watched the first episode. Like most of the first yeah. episode, so I, I don't get it what everybody get yet. So yeah, I'll, I'll you gotta get to the end, get to the end of that first episode, and then it'll drag you through. But uh, for those who did watch it, the finale just aired on Sunday. I'm not gonna get into no spoilers because Jay ain't got all the way into it yet. Um, and I do think once you reach the end, you'll be curious to see the rest of that, um, and how it turned out. But it was a lot of back and forth about the finale. So when you finish, we, we'll talk about that, man. I'll see what your thoughts are on on the whodunit. Yeah, what's another series on Netflix? Yeah. It's about um, some black kids in a high school in New York City. Mm. I only watched like the first episode. Um but it was it was pretty into it was it was pretty it's pretty interesting. I'm gonna watch the whole series. Got, okay, and then uh, oh, I know I posted in the group, and normally I wait to the end of the pod because I like to make sure that the niggas who really stick around to the end of the pod get all the fucking dope info. But for you beginning of the pod listeners, I am gonna give y'all this gem this one time because I'm feeling thankful for the fans and the listeners. It's a new show on HBO Max called The Flight Attendant. Came out this past Friday, um, Black Friday, they released, it's a miniseries, they released the first three episodes, it's gonna be eight episodes in total. Nigga, this shit was great. It's about a flight attendant, I, and I'm telling y'all what's in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling shit. Um, it's about a flight attendant, if you know a flight attendant, you know if they travel overseas, shit, even if they domestic, they usually might be somewhere overnight for like a day or two before they come back or go on their next trip. So, while she's on a trip to Thailand, she kind of hits it off with one of the passengers. They get together that night for drinks, dinner, whatever. Um, the next morning she woke up to him, throat was slit. And she blacked out drunk. She's an alcoholic. So she don't remember what the fuck happened. So she woke up in Thailand next to a dead body and don't remember what happened. Negative shit was entertaining as fuck. If you have not watched it, The Flight Attendant, HBO Max, three episodes is up now. They're going to be releasing one episode a week moving forward, but that shit is great. I would get my ass the fuck out of Thailand quick as hell. She tried to. 
She tried to. They they had a trip to Seoul, Korea, uh, the next day. So she tried to fucking get the fuck out of there. But that's where they raped uh, Roy Jones Jr. of his gold medal. Facts. Facts. Four Olympics. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, man, check that out. Let me know what y'all think. Uh, shout out to everybody who went out and checked Mad Dogs on, uh, Amazon Prime. Um, that was my recommendation last week for new shows to watch. Mad Dog ain't new. It came out in like 2016. But if you have not checked it out, what I employ everyone to do, go and watch the first episode of Mad Dogs. Get to the end, nigga. By the end of that shit, if it don't throw you the fuck off and make you say, what the fuck is going on? Gotta watch the next episode I don't know what's up with you nigga Maybe this ain't the pod for you That series is called Grand Army Grand Army Okay I've heard it I ain't know that's what that was about I've heard of that I yeah, Apparently that like on the first episode Like there was like a bombing At Grand Army um, Station or some shit Okay And um, all the kids Like it was some I was I was pretty interested The first episode had me peaked Okay And then um, also on Netflix, it came out in November, but it's available like late November, like the 27th. But uh, go check out Debbie Allen's Dance Dreams Hot Chocolate Nutcracker. It's an uh, American documentary covering uh, Debbie Allen preparing a group to do uh, her Hot Chocolate Nutcracker performance. So check it out. (laughs) Hot Chocolate Nutcracker sound wild, nigga. Um, But y'all go check that out, man, because it got the legend Debbie Allen in it. I'll tell you what Grant Army put me in the mood of. Okay. Not because it is written the same, but like it piqued my interest in what was going on in their lives, how euphoria piqued my interest Mm. on what was going on in them high schoolers' lives. Cause it was, a, it's a whole bunch of grown shit that be happening. In, Man, um, in Grand Army, okay, yeah, I'm gonna check that out then. Cause if it even make you think Euphoria, nigga, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. That's my shit. And uh, oh, shout out to um, speaking of high school kids and shit that we like, shout out to All American. It'll be returning January 18th, I believe, was the date. I just posted that yesterday on my Instagram. Um, it's back. And I'm very happy. Um, I'm also going to be even more happy when it hits Netflix late January and I can watch all the episodes in a row. But um, shout out to uh, to everybody involved in American. Or, I'm sorry. Um, all American. That's my shit. It's keeping Tay Diggs all alive. All American. Fucking lead led actor. by a Brit. Delroy <laughs> <laughs> Lindo ass nigga. Yo, man. Delroy Lindo really pissed me off. Dog. He don't know. He almost fucked up Thanksgiving for everybody, man. I was still. Um, what else we got? Alright let's get to this Blackberry letter man Now y'all already know how we do it this time man When y'all hear that can crack That mean your man back This week's Blackberry letter is brought to you By True Kitchen and Cocktails <laughs> Twerk some bitch <laughs> Hold on <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I can't do it as quick enough. Cause oh, I get- shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, fuck. That also might be the name of the episode. Twerk sound, bitch. Oh, fuck. That was awesome. While Jay looks this up, I'm going to tell y'all, man. Never thought in my life I'd get into like real arguments about chicks twerking. All right, it's over, man. That was a wild debate. Like what are we arguing <laughs> Like twerking I mean, in a restaurant That's not a party A bunch of virtue signaling Everybody want to be like yo he's wrong Because like yo Because yeah. when, I, when I point out that you're wrong for doing yeah. that That means I'm a good person Because yep. I noticed it Like it's just, just stop 
All right, man. Uh, we got a Blackberry letter from uh, a listener named K. Yo, this shit was super anonymous. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. That, email that fucking email address was wild, nigga. And it was at gorillamail.com. I damn near didn't open it. That's what you didn't know. Um, so dear this week in culture. Shout out to that greeting. Dear. I never been a deer. Mm-hmm. All right. Dear this week in culture. So I know I was up on on Clubhouse like four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. last night. Uh this shit came through like at three. I'm like, yo, this is really bothering this yeah. person. I'm like, yo, this shit really bothering them. Um, dear this week in culture, I hope you guys had a great holiday. I love the pod and Thanks. hope to get your insight on an issue I'm having in my relationship. We hope you had a great holiday. Thanks. Shout Thank you. you. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate the love. Oh, uh, speaking of which, before we get into the letter, did we get did we secure the the package that we got? Okay. Yes, we um Salute to one of our listeners. I ain't gonna put our government on here, man. But she sent us a nice holiday gift. Um, and we are we are very appreciative. We received it. We are good. It was not stolen. She was a little concerned. She hit me and Jay up like, "Yo, sent y'all some." Uh, it said it got received by somebody named Witch or some Wichita. I don't know what yeah, she yeah, thought, yeah. nigga. But What's we so got funny it. like Whitmer. I, um, matter of fact, the day that you was when Jenny mm-hmm. was up here, mm-hmm. it was I got the, the sticker on the door and I'm yeah. like. I didn't order a lot of shit, but like I, re- I didn't had everything going to the crib. To the I'm crib, like, yeah. I'm like sometimes they be putting the next door people, so I put the mm. sticker in the room. I'm like I go down there, and um, I just didn't go and and check. Yeah, no, we appreciate you, man, and we will uh we will definitely make sure as December goes on and we near the uh, Christmas and New Year season that we take full advantage of those gifts. Trust. Thanks. Um, all right, back to the letter. Hope you guys had a great holiday. Want to get your insight on some relationship issues. My boyfriend constantly likes obvious thirst trap posts on the gram. It's very rare for me to scroll on my timeline and not see that he's double tapped a post from damn near every woman I know. I don't mind celebrity women, but what bothers me is when I see him liking obvious thirst trap pictures of mutual friends and women he's either slept with or had close encounters with. I know that we live in an era where people think social media isn't that deep, but in reality, it is. It breeds lust that sometimes turns into action. We all know of a relationship that's gone awry because of a seemingly innocuous like has turned into an inappropriate DM, which then escalated to cheating. We've had issues with trust in the past, and I don't know how to bring up my discomfort without him saying that I just need to trust him. I personally feel that his behavior is disrespectful, but I'm not confident that I'll be able to get him to see my perspective. Should I bring it up or just get over it? Interested in hearing your thoughts. Best K. Um, All right. As far as like getting the complete thought across in a Blackberry letter. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, round of applause. For yeah, me. man. Salute. Hey, drop one of them Funk Flex lipo bombs on her. <laughs> Yo, what's wrong with your mans, dog? I'm <laughs> on the clues. Yeah, Yo. these are officially clues bombs from now on, nigga. Yo. Funk Flex lost all his bombs and his fat. Shout out to Curve Gotti, a.k.a. Marcus Summerall. Nigga My dog. Called, what up, bro? Nigga called him um, Flexy the Body. <laughs> <laughs> Flexy the Body. Now, that's somebody who I've enjoyed some of the memes they've been getting off on, dog. Because, one, he didn't earned all the memes that he could get. Like, y'all can go off. Nate Robinson, that nigga. All right, uh, Blackberry letter, man. I thought, this is, I thought this was very introspective. 
it it was a very good letter. I appreciate her. And um to, to go to the end of the letter, should I bring it up or should I just get over it? I'm never gonna tell you to get over how you feel. You feel away is for a reason, man. Um so but let me ask you a question. I wanna give you some insight. What up? I've been thinking about this for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And this letter is the perfect time to have this discussion. Okay. Why do you like picks? For me, and this is completely and when I say this, like, yeah, I mean actually literally the double, double tap. tap. This is Ant being as hundred buck with you as I've ever been with my nigga. Cause that's the only reason I'm on the fucking gram, dog. I literally like every I like shit I don't like. I just scroll and tap. Like unless it's some foul looking weird shit. So I don't like it, dog. So that's what I want. So there's yeah. an endorphin of some shit that something happens in your brain mm-hmm. when you click that like button. Mm-hmm. Because you can actually like the picture. Yeah. Without hitting the like and button. And not like it. Yeah. So when I had to think about this, like, so when you hit the like button, uh-huh. like, you want to let that other person know this specifically. That you liked it. Hey, I saw this, yeah. and I do like this. Yeah. So when I, when you start talking about, like, thirst traps, uh-huh. people that you've been with and stuff like that, I guess it is a little bit different when you actually hit the like button because yeah. I literally want you didn't to, have to hit it. Yeah. You can enjoy the picture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it. She ain't say unfollow them or nothing like that. She yeah. just said, yo, nigga, I kind of think I it's a little disrespectful when you like those picks. I know you got eyes, nigga. Yeah. I know you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, well, me and a, a few of the, a uh, couple of the homies got, like, we got like a three, you know, you got the groups yeah, on, yeah, on, on Instagram. They'll send the picture in there mm-hmm. and we'll be liking it in there. Or have nigga, a conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you can like that picture. Yeah. Because like in Without real life. Without double tapping it. When they're, that's what really got me thought like, yo, why we be liking this picture in here? Like anybody yeah. can see it besides us. Yeah. It's four of us. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or six or whatever. I mean, it is. <laughs> uh, I'm like, yo, we liking pictures that like, yeah. but you want to let your mans know, yo, I like that what I you seen put that in And there. I like that post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, damn, when we like shit on the gram. We letting them know I seen that and I like that post. Yeah. But then it's like, yo, this is a celebrity. Yeah. Who got 53,000 likes. They don't even need mine. Fem, they're never going to see your life. Yeah, yours is inconsequential to anything they doing. When I open my app and I say 27 hearts, yeah. you wanted them 27. Mm-hmm. Now, on the celebrity, you wanted the 27,000. Yeah. Like, it's different. They're never going to it's see different. it. It's different. Yeah. So what? But then, so that kind of took me into the part that interested me in her letter. She said, I don't mind celebrity women. But what bothers me is when I see him liking obvious thirst trap pictures of mutual friends and women he's either slept with or had close encounters with. So it's not the gram that bothers her. It's the who. It ain't the what. It's the who. And you essentially sending him a message and you're telling him, hey, I like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? But then when she said, because because let's what what the, uh, the pastor say, uh, damn. What do pastor? I can't even think what he be saying. That's how long it's been since I've been to church. But uh, Kenlock be saying he be like, "Get this now." Um, when she said, "We've had issues with trust in the past," was it with these women who are mutual friends? Was it with the women who he slept with before, or with the women who? Uh, what did she say? Do 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 had close encounters with because it wasn't with celebrities. You don't you don't give a fuck about uh uh Amber Rose and them. He could like all that shit all day because you got no chance of actually yeah. meeting them. But these women that he's accessible to, who know you, who know you, or you know them. Like if you keep hitting, uh, 
so damn because i had a conversation with uh my ex yeah um shortly before we broke up okay and my mind had already broke up and so <laughs> like this argument i'm about to say yo this the argument i'm gonna use you had it ready to, to go actually, i'm like but no nah, this is seem it has seemed for so i'm gonna chill uh but she mentioned um like i i like a certain this certain person pictures a lot yeah we mutual friends of ours, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, that's my friend, though. It's the other point. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. yo, this like, yo, this like legitimately my friend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't got nothing sexual going on. Yeah. Like, we ain't never tried to date. We ain't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this legitimately my friend. And like, like, how come every time I go, and then, you know, it was it was some other shit that was attached to that from another, like it was some one of the homies it was some other yeah. shit that was going but like i was uh, i was upset and like yo why are you why are you talking to me about like a like yeah. on instagram yeah. you know what i'm saying like from a part like you think i'm like then i was like well oh let me ask you this like so you think i'm i'm sleeping on her you think i'm trying to get with her like no i'm like well what are you what what is this conversation about yeah. like if you don't think there's anything going on like what is this conversation about yeah. um but then it got me to thinking like well why do I like, like, hit the, why do I double tap some pictures? Yeah. And so she said in the letter, I know that we live in an era where people think social media isn't that deep, but in reality, it is. Here's the thing. In your reality, it is. Not saying that this man may or may not. The text that be coming through, like mid. Oh, man. Not saying that this man may or may not. Um, social media is real, though. Social media is real. I get that. But to, again, the issue, my point, the issue ain't about the like. It's about the who he's like. The trust issue y'all had had to be about one of these women he didn't either slept with or had a close encounter with or one of y'all mutual friends who he told you, oh, she cute. Something like that. It's an insecurity that lies in there. And I ain't saying insecurity as in she's insecure. We're all insecure about something, nigga. But I'm saying she has an insecurity related to the who. Oh, she has um, proof and evidence of what you've done in the past. And this is a pattern that looks a lot similar. That, but that's And that's my point. Y'all haven't resolved that fully. See, what a lot of people do, and I've noticed this in relationships as an adult, we don't resolve shit. We get tired of talking about it. I don't want to argue about this shit no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do whatever you say, nigga, whatever you say. It's cool. Like, all right, yep, that's the rule. And then eventually that pattern shows up probably in a different way. And niggas don't realize it's the same shit that we just said we was going to stop doing because we really never fucking resolved it. We just kind of got exhausted with it so i think the way that you can have this conversation right with mm-hmm. her with her dude is like yo listen not like yo let's have a conversation type thing because let's talk because that that puts a different pressure on him but like hey i don't think i would start off like yeah i don't think you, mm-hmm. you creeping enough like this yeah don't be accusatory in yeah. your tone man. but let me tell you how it feels when I go down my timeline and I always see your name under um, obvious thirst trap or somebody you've dealt with, whatever, yeah. it makes me feel a way because you can actually like what you saw in the picture. You're a man. You got eyes. Yeah. But for you to sign that signal to them, to let them know specifically, hey, I saw when you had your titties out and yeah. I, I liked it. Because essentially that's what we say here, right? Yeah. With some of this shit like, yo, um well some of it not all um but like yo this is how it makes me feel 
And like I just want I, I just want you to be aware of how this makes me feel. I'm not telling yeah. you to stop it. I'm not saying it's an issue where we're gonna break up or whatever. I want you to know that this is how it makes me feel. And just set that on the record. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And now if a nigga chooses to continue to doing that, knowing how it makes you feel, yeah. without a conversation like, hey, I can understand how that makes yeah. you feel. He may be able to provide some insight. Yo, what I feel is that, yo, the reason I like my friend's pictures and stuff like that, because that like goes a long way. That like can actually help them get on the main Explorer page. And yeah. this person, because I know them, are trying to do this and this. And it helps promote their bit. You know what I'm saying? So while you think it may be because I like their thirst, yeah. yo, it, yo, that could be it. But then but on I the flip to- side, because I, what I don't want to do, I and I, I think that what we've said regarding her feelings all valid so this is not to invalidate what we've said to her but what i want to make sure the listener understand or the um author of the letter understands is his side too and how he might hear it yes he might do exactly what jay said and understand and be able to provide a little context to why he likes the shit he likes he also might think yo fam real life you still on that shit from Whenever we got into it about whatever, like he might still think that there's an underlying issue here that we ain't really got through. And now you trying to control how I move. So if one of your men's went like every one of your girl's pictures, you would feel a certain way about that. And I wouldn't give a fuck. My girl don't post that much. It's easy to like all her pics. Um, but like, in, for, but for real though, yeah. like one of your man's, he go through like every single yeah. one of the pictures, even though the app was designed, mm-hmm. that, you'd be like. Hey yo! But see, that's the thing, though. Going through and liking everything right quick in one stop shop is different than yo. When I'm on the gram, I like everything, and then when it pops up on her timeline, she's seeing all the shit that I recently liked in the last couple. Like it's a little different. You know what I'm saying? What if your homie only liked the the quote unquote risque picture? Yeah, yeah. Now that if I noticed it. Might gotta holler at my dog real quick. See what's going down. Like, damn, nigga, why you only why you only like and, the pictures when she got a tight dress on? And that's what I would like to know. I'm glad you said that. I would like to know because she said, like, yo, he every time I'm on my timeline, he always liked the obvious thirst pick from mutual friends. Cause the mutual friend shit, like, I know it's we like the regular pictures too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I want to know. Like, is it just, fam, these are mutual friends. Like, I just like the shit they post. Cause here's what I don't want. And I, I've already kind of seen it turn this way too, but like we talking, let's remove the celebrities out of this. We just talking all us, all of our everyday friend groups that we follow on the gram. I don't want it to be where when a woman posts a pic that might be considered risque or she go to the fucking, she in some lingerie, she, I don't know, she post a Savage Fenty pic or some shit. I don't fucking know. And it's only women in there liking it. Go, girl. Ooh, body, fire, flames, all that. And it's all women because all the dudes is afraid to like it because I don't want my girl. Because, like, here's the thing. I don't like insecurities exist, but I don't want to pacify them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's certain insecurities that exist because niggas fan that flame. Some of them insecure. Some of them exist. Her insecurity might not even be based on the trust issue they had in the past. It might be on the trust issue she ain't resolved with the nigga before him. And that's what I want to make sure, like, we have a full understanding of everything that this nigga is doing on the gram. But, check, but, but in real life, me liking one of my homegirl's ass pictures or her half-naked mm-hmm. pictures, yo, that shit helping her. Yeah, it because put her in that Explorer that, page. Yeah. And, and now like, somebody find her. And that's what she, like, that's yeah. my homie. And that's what she, she promoted yeah. brand. She do this. Like, yo, that actually helped her. Yeah. 
And then if the and conversation took, is, and I know who took the picture. Yeah, and that shit looks sharp. Like and it's crisp. Like you know what I'm saying. Like some of that yeah. shit. Like yo, this is now ass. some of that should be a good ass photo. Now yeah, I'm a photographer, and I know That's about of interest it. Like to you. yo, yeah. this. Shit, yeah. Even though she naked Yo this shit look good It's fire Like it really do look good It's fire But When you know motherfuckers personally It's no longer considered art When they naked It ain't art no more Now they just naked Now it's a thirst trap That's the difference And um I, I, I think that she definitely, again, you don't need to get over it You need to go holler at your man And let him know how you feel Because what you don't want to do is walk around Holding this shit in And then you keep seeing it And then one day You snap on dog Like yo thirsty ass nigga Liking all of But she did say Obvious thirst traps Yeah But if they mutual friends Holla at your girls too And here's the thing Like women Hold some of y'all homegirls Accountable For some of the shit they Cause a lot of y'all homegirls Posting them obvious thirst traps Is insecure as fuck too So you gonna say Yo my man keep liking your pictures Don't be No 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 You ain't gotta mention your nigga Just be like Yo like everything I eat You've been posting a lot of like wild shit recently, dog. Like you straight? What's going on? Like no, you can't do that. No, Sexual liberation and, and no, no but that's why the girl got to holler at their girl. No, we saying, can't say it. No, what I'm saying is like yeah. it's like <laughs> he can do no wrong. Yeah, no, no women have what, yeah. They women can't fuck up anymore. Like if by 2021, women gonna be just everything. Like, and we just gonna sit back. Though I do think women are everything. No, women uh, are everything, especially black women. Shout out to black women. Flex lipo bombs, nigga. Um, um, but what I don't want it to be is a conversation where you go in and you start telling that nigga off rip. Yo, nigga, you thirsty as fuck. Like, I don't want to keep seeing this shit. This is a question I want to ask. Yeah, that we do not have the answer for. Facts. You think the girl's pictures that he be liking look opposite of what she looks like? Could be. Could be That might like, be the insecurity What if you seen your girl Like pictures of a bunch of niggas And they don't None of them look like you Like yo Tall yeah. The, yeah. the quote unquote Tall dark and handsome You short light skin And yeah. medium ugly yeah. Like You wheezy out here That's <laughs> 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 fine Wait what up bro Love you dog um, um, But no I, I, I could see that Cause then it's like like, Wait, is that nigga or like every picture he likes is somebody who uh, real curvy or real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yo, I don't got that. The complete curves. opposite, like body type, all that. Yeah, I could see. And again, when we talking insecure, let's get to the root of what's really bothering you about the women. Is it yo? He liking mutual friends who you know are attracted to him. And if that nigga said a word, they might be with the smoke, nigga. Like, but she, do, I mean, she do got a point. Yeah. Like, now the women he done fucked and had little encounters with, that's a separate convo. I feel like, like, yo, nigga, what? if they post, I ain't telling you to unfollow them. You know these women, but have some respect for me and don't like they little thirsty ass trap pics. So it just it be so interesting, man. It's so touchy around the social media shit. Facts. Because if you like every single one of my pictures, yeah, and I do find you attractive, I might slide in your DM. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I mean, like, we know how niggas do. Like, yeah. niggas use that as the code. Like, yo, I right, you like everything. Eventually, I'm gonna say what up. And to her point, like, yo, a, a, a DM slide to have a, an appropriate conversation. That appropriate conversation to be yeah. like, yo, and boom, there you go. And this yeah. whole could have been this whole thing could have been invented if you just didn't put yourself in a situation yeah. to be tempted. Yeah. So like. I understand it, but yeah. like there needs to be a conversation. Um, but well, it's like it's one of those things where it's like 
All right, what's your ultimate goal? That's also like the weird like narcissism that comes with social media though. Because who the fuck are we to think that if somebody likes everything we post, they follow us, they're friends with us, they see everything we post and they like it, which is the whole point of being on here. But now we think because they like the shit that we keep posting, they like us. Because granted, I like a lot of people's shit that I don't actually Fam, want nothing to do I, with. I like... Literally, I like everything on the gram. Half the shit I like is because mm, you send that like four likes, just pick me up for 10 days. Let me help you out with that fifth like, nigga. Or I get OCD. You can't be on 99 and then I sit there and see it and don't like it and be the hundredth like. But like a lot of that shit is just famous on my timeline. And then like I know how the algorithms work. You just posted it. If you get a certain amount of likes in that first part, like yeah, they it start, does help. They, they, they start presenting that to other people at a mm-hmm. quick so you know, I don't know, man. It 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 gets weird. It gets funky. Um, our advice to you, man: talk to your man. Don't go accusing him of anything. Just ask him. Um, well, first tell him how you feel. Ask him if he understands how you feel after you've explained your shit, and ask for his point of view too, man. Because he really might not think he's doing anything wrong by tapping like. Because that is the other side of that. Like, if he not commenting and saying crazy shit and walling out and sending them DMs, and it's literally just a double tap. What's he might a, not think he's doing shit. What's also important is she said, "Should I bring this up or because I don't kind of think he's gonna see my way?" Yeah, it depends on how your boyfriend uh, communicates. Facts, because you communicated your feelings and your thoughts very precise and very, here, here. Like if you don't think you can have that level of conversation with him or that level of intro, introspection. Yo, it could be a wash. You might you might want to be like, nah, fuck it. 100 percent Because if he's not gonna be like, be like, yo, no, the reason I like this is this and yeah. this. Like if it's gonna be an argument, like, yo, you gonna this gonna be worse. But on the flip side, not even just that. Your point is great. My other point about her communicating this shit to him, can you say this to him the way you said it to us? Because mm. if you can't get this across as clearly and concisely as you did to us, to him, maybe you need to fucking Figure out how you need to communicate a little bit better as well. Like before you even go to him with that, because you could say it all nice and pristine to us. You know how it be when you and your girl get into it, and then you tell your man the story. It's way different than when you go and talk to her about it, because you say it's different. Yeah, (laughs) but it's you're more relaxed when you're talking to a friend. And 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 in this case, she writing letters to to friends. She called us dear nigga, like (laughs) we friends, man, dear John ass niggas. So when when you write to us. Make sure that that clear, concise messaging goes to him as well because he needs that same level of, like, calm. I just want to talk. Let me tell you how I feel. Point A, B, C, and then move on. You know what I'm saying? Like, get your shit out. Let him tell you what's going down, and then y'all come to an understanding. But make sure that after this conversation, whatever is whatever needs to be understood is clear. Don't walk away from it thinking one thing, but not really sure if you communicated that that's what you want or not, man. Yeah. Oh, that was good, though, man. Appreciate you for sending that letter in, man. Um, Social media is weird, though, dog. Like, when you think about the concept of it, like, it's people who comment or, or like or whatever everything I post. They laugh at every story or react to every story. And it's like, in my mind, I don't take that. As nothing But it's also Because I'm not looking For that to be nothing You know what I'm saying So I My my naivete Might come from Nigga I don't want you I just want my girl dog. So I'm not even looking At what you doing Right there man And um I, I think that At a certain point Niggas have to Kind of self check 
And and I don't know He might be doing that Again that might be the reason Why he don't think He doing nothing wrong Or you know what it may be Yeah what's up Time to unfollow your boo mm. Cause now you won't You won't mm. You know what I'm saying That's a conversation That niggas have Like yo Do you, do you follow your Significant other on socials I know some couples Who don't And they said They very happy Not knowing what the fuck They other person is doing Because like If you trust that other person Yeah Having trust in them And not following them I think is the best Mm. Recipe mm. Because if you Quote unquote Trust them And you have access To their Oh he always And this person likes Then it'd be like You may Breed Distrust Yeah So I don't know man Maybe don't follow Yeah I am um, I'm, I'm very Curious Yo Kay, uh When you hear this Hopefully you made it to this end of the advice and didn't go smack dog already. But let us know how that conversation goes, man. Please, I, like um, I would like the the follow up on that talk. I don't know you or your dude. I don't think. Um, but I I'm assuming that the dude you with because you sound like a, a cool young lady who might be you know regular and not out your fucking mind. Um, I would assume you're with a dude who's. The same nigga Like yeah, or would, at I least would, I Decent make that assumption. Yeah, See I'ma assume That she would a decent nigga man A nigga who mean, That don't mean he's not decent Yeah 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 But uh, just a dude If y'all made it through Whatever trust issues Y'all had previously Hopefully The gram ain't the thing That the straw That break the camel back And they didn't say She didn't say who In the trust issues were on Yeah She didn't Cause K If you fucked up before And now you worry And now your insecurities Is he about to do that Get back nigga Woo Woo That's a whole nother later K let us know what happened man And you know Trust issues Don't actually ever mean That someone actually did something Facts You can have trust issues And like Damn I had trust issues For 33 years Nigga (laughs) I came out the womb Like yo The fuck she say She lying She lying Mom <laughs> um. Yeah. K. Follow you, up with us, man. How you know what time I was born? Yeah. You would come on. He was out of it. Come on. You was fucking sleep. I seen them induce you. I seen it. All right, man. We got a couple voice notes from a few of the homies. Uh, salute to the guy Macho, man. Just sent in a voice note. I'm gonna go ahead and drop that real quick. Mach, what up? Peace, Jay. And what's going on, family? Pod guards, all due respect, man. This be my favorite time of the week, man. The pod, man. No disrespect to my wife and kids, but it be my highlight. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I'm calling into the radio station back in the day. Y'all taking requests, you know what I'm saying? Can I wish my wife a happy birthday? Did I win them Luther Vandross tickets? No. Nah, I'm just messing with y'all. But back to the culture. Yo, we all love the show Martin, right? Martin is like one of those most beloved sitcoms of our generation. But if you think about it, man, Martin was a big jerk. Huge jerk, man. He was like a huge jerk, man. He was mean. He was angry. He was grumpy. He was just a huge jerk. And every character that Martin Lawrence played was jerks. Mm. Roscoe, baby jerk. Mama Payne, elderly jerk. Otis, security jerk. Dragonfly <laughs> Jones, self-defense jerk. Shanane Hood, rat jerk. <laughs> Jerome, pimp jerk. Man, Martin was a huge joke. Jerk, we loved him though. <laughs> Blackish, the best t- sitcom ever though. Yeah, uh, it's Nick Martin was a jerk, but I love the show. Peace. Keep this. Keep that. In your, like, yeah. keep that. Yo, work that into a set. Matter of fact, fucking security jerk just <laughs> took me out, dog. Um, Martin was an asshole. <laughs> Will Smith was too. Yeah. Oh my God, Will Smith was terrible on the Fresh Friends, nigga. Like, and Joan was. Yeah. Every sitcom star is a jerk. Yeah. All the leads. Nigga Moesha was a Nigga Come on I ain't even gonna call Moesha Cause I fuck around And get mad at Brandy Y'all love 
to hate Lorenzo. Yeah, no, I do. She's a fucking dickhead. Um, her and uh, her and Eddie Winslow got a movie out. Really, like some new shit. I saw him Are post they together. It. I don't know if they're together in the movie. I just know that'd be weird. They, it? It, so look, the name they so they produced it, and the name of a production company is called like Winslow something. And I was like, y'all are weird. Y'all are fucking weird. So and they said he like never mind. So what's funny? So yesterday, um, I turned in the keys to my um the old crib. I was yeah ready, yeah, and uh, you know did the little final walkthrough and shit. And remember last week when I was telling you like the start of the show is like the backdrop. The yep. home. Yep. I had a, I had a Will Smith moment when I was leaving and turning the lights out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Damn, nigga, the, sh- the show here's over." But my spinoff, <laughs> nigga, that new set looks great. <laughs> J wrote one love on the wall. <laughs> Did the tap like oh, hit the fucking light, man? That's funny <laughs> as hell. Hey, salute to everybody who hit us too with feedback about the um the Fresh Prince review. I had a couple people say, "Nigga, I wasn't even gonna watch that shit till I listened to y'all pod," and then I went on and checked it out. We appreciate y'all, man. Y'all riding through us, uh, with us through some dark times, bro. Oh. This is the anniversary of Queen and Slim episode, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a year ago yesterday. Yo, I heard some niggas talking about Queen and Slim, and a lot of people said they didn't see it. And Wow. Some people saying that they, they tired of movies with the same narrative. I'm like, you didn't watch You didn't movie. watch Queen and Slim. Because there wasn't nothing about Nigga, this to That say. was a fucking whole new story, man. Salute to that film. And everybody involved. That's still, I think, our highest rated pod ever. I love that movie, though. That movie was fucking great. I told you I watched the shit like a month ago on HBO and just bust out crying, nigga. I be crying at the dumbest shit. That's a good. <laughs> me movie, and my girl man. got a fight. She got me sensitive as fuck out here, nigga. Queen of Slim was phenomenal. Um, and the photograph was fucking phenomenal. Like I rewatched that that a few just, weeks ago. That um, one year anniversary. Yeah, it's coming up. That was Valentine's Day, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Damn, I missed the movies, dog. I miss us doing the screenings and shit. Like soon come. We yeah. was really yeah. Hopefully, we about um, to get in our bag. They gotta release anything like like nigga. fam. Like I, I I legitimately think we can go. We was we can clearly sell out Chicago. Yeah, you no, Chicago's done. Yeah, Chicago's done. We fuck around and need a bigger theater in Chicago than we do in Detroit. Yeah, like I want to hit the West though. Mm, you know what I'm saying Get out like, there We yeah. could fuck up LA too I got them out there yeah. All our friends is out there I got friends out there My girl got friends out there You got homies out there Like we can go to LA And really get busy dog yeah. And fuck around And really meet somebody yeah, Important with saying. this screening Yeah Yeah man We um When the when the world get right dog, We gotta make a trip That Chicago thing I feel like Cause a lot of niggas When the, when the city's open back up They was like Yo y'all need to have a screening The AMC $99 shit but I was like Ain't nothing out and like if you looked at the AMC thing If you really went on the website to check it out Weak ass movies They only were playing like weak movies It wasn't like the Imagine where we could play what we want at the Imagine um, I wonder if we can still do that We'll see when they open up I emailed old girl um, When they first opened back up to see if they were doing Screenings and she never got back to me But I'm like shit she could have been a casualty around a small yeah, So um yeah, I don't, Let me check see if very, that email bounced back yeah. She was thorough and she know us like we we was on our head, man. So um, no, we gonna figure this out because the only reason we ain't do the AMC shit when the theaters open back up, one, we still wanted to make sure we could do it safely, but two, when their list of movies wasn't really like cracking like that to where the culture could have got together. Low key, but I mean, we can pull some shit out of anything. We can, we can, but they had, and it was also around Halloween too, so they had a lot of like horror theme movies, yeah. which might not have been everybody bag. So um, we gonna figure it out, dog, but. 
Chicago, just know whenever this shit open up for real, for real, y'all up next. Soon as we can get a fucking movie theater. We need to go out there for that candy man, whenever that drop. If they ever drop it. Snowfall coming, bitches. Oh, snowfall back January. Y'all niggas January or was it February? Or no, it says spring. 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 Either way, nigga, 2021 lit. So I hope y'all ready. Yo, niggas. I'm ready for Saint. Man. Man, I'm so ready for this shit, dog. And like what's so like I need I to know. We talk about this a lot on here. Yeah. Uh we we hour and eleven minutes in. We're about to get into the yeah, new jack. Yeah, we're gonna get into soon. new jack soon. But we don't worry, ain't nothing there. We talk about this a lot. Like I we in a different place than we were when we first started doing snowfall. Yeah. Facts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Facts. We were them episodes was phenomenal. It was different. Um, but they was different. Phenomenal. Yeah. But like we in a different place. I just can't wait until this show comes back. And I hope it comes back great. Cause I would hate for it not to be. Yeah. For all the you know what I'm saying? And but I, I don't think they're gonna ever let us out. But that's the thing, man, with um because we hit our stride last year. With uh, season three of Snowfall I think that's some of the best podcasting That we've done um, Some of the best podcasting on the planet Period uh, Cause y'all niggas ain't reviewing shows The way that we reviewed season three of Snowfall dog. Like it was a It was everything we wish we were able to do With some of the other shows That we review um, But I think honestly you know what I think season three of Snowfall And whatever season just passed Of Insecure Television wise, I think that's our best potting dog. Like we really got into different bags on all of that, man. And like, all you gotta do is give us a good show. I mean, that's the purpose of the show, man. Like, and those are big cultural man. things in television. This mm-hmm. week, like those, that's the purpose of the show. That's what started what we do up here, man. So I'm very excited about Snowfall returning next spring. Um, again, I'm with you. I hope it's great. Um, and it's at the level. I know John Singleton's gone, but I hope he left enough of a mark. That they know how to, you know, continue that story being told. Side note, uh, when we first started this pod, it wasn't going to be every week. No. Nah. It was going to be whenever it was something on television. Yeah. And yeah. It, it just Y'all was going to have a lot of gaps. Yeah. And yeah. it would have been a lot of gaps now. Oh, this year, nigga? Woo! But, um, I mean, we enjoyed doing it so much and the yeah. feedback was so dope. We was like, well, fuck it. We'll, we'll come up with something. And I think, um, at, at least I ain't going to speak for Jay, but I'll speak for me and, and, and Jay can give his insight, too. Once we started doing the throwback joints, as because I ain't gonna initially, I thought of them as like optional episode. Like when we were talking about like you know throwing them on the Patreon and doing all throwbacks on the Patreon and shit. Like when we initially said that shit, I was like, oh, I love that. But then I thought like, damn, I don't want to put them all on the Patreon because some of these are so good and we giving we paying so much homage. I want everybody to be able to access them because we talking about classic joints. Then I start thinking. Damn, nigga. And I, this is how I felt recently. Like, I hate that these feel like filler episodes because I don't want y'all to think that these classic ass movies we talking about are filler movies, nigga. These is great. Like, and, and they, they deserve the, um, the respect and the adoration that we give to all the legendary shit that we talk about. Um, and we trying to highlight a lot of people like today. Y'all about 10 minutes away from me getting into this Wesley Snipes appreciation Cause my nigga deserve his motherfucking flowers dog The way he snapped after New Jack City From 1991 to about 99 Wesley snapped And I'm gonna give y'all the whole rundown But 
I want to be able to do that and I want people to understand that this ain't just fillers in between shows. But Jay is right, man. We weren't going to be doing it every week. It was going to be when Power is on, when Insecure is on, when The Shy is on, when Snowfall is on. Y'all was going to see us quarterly damn near, dog. And and I mean, you know, that was one way to do it. But getting in here and trying to find something to uh, to kick it with the audience about every week has been satisfying, even when the shows have been disrupted the way they have, man. Uh, facts. Um, all right, man. Let's get into this. Let's shit. get into the New Jack, man. Do 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 poo poo. All right. So New Jack City, man. Uh, nineteen ninety one classic starring Wesley Snipes, Alan Payne, Ice T, Christopher Williams, Chris Rock, Mario Van Peebles. First movie directed by Mario Van Peebles. Um, after this movie, he would go on to direct Posse and Panther. This was his kickoff of feature films. Um, and he directed a lot of classic episodes of TV shows, including Sons of Anarchy, Lost, Damages, Boss, and the Roots miniseries, or the the retelling of the Roots miniseries. He came back with it. So Mario Van Peebles got in his bag. Boss is so underrated. Boss bro. is very fucking underrated. And yeah. so is Damages. You ever watch Damages? No. I think that's Showtime. I could be mistaken. That shit is fucking excellent television, dog. You know what I want to do, though? Mm. On some one-off shit, yeah. I want to binge watch boss and do a review after each one of them episodes and then drop that shit at the same time like on some netflix shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. go 13 episodes damages pardon me it's on fx starring glenn close ted danson bunch of other motherfuckers it's white as shit don't get me wrong but that shit is excellent television man and mario van peebles directed a few episodes of that dog maybe that's what type of, we'll talk off yeah 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 yeah. we because i already know where your head at um but New Jack City was the first leading role for my man, Wesley Snipes. And I want to get into this real quick before we get into the movie, dog. Because I need niggas to understand what happened after New Jack City, man. So he had been in Mo' Better Blues. He had been in, uh, what's the baseball joint? We played Willie Mays Hayes. Um, Somebody playing fans. for the Cleveland Indians. Uh, with the... Uh, with- with Charlie Sheen, uh, the little funny movie, yeah, man. Yeah. He was in that. He had been in shit. Like, Wesley wasn't new to, to the screen, but he had been in King of New York prior. But New Jack City was that kickoff, nigga. Let me give you the rundown post-New Jack City. New Jack City, 1991. Later that year, 91, Jungle Fever drop. Classic. Next year, White Man Can't Jump. Classic. Later that year, Passenger 57 classic the next year 93 boiling point later that year rising sun later that year demolition man later that year sugar hill you want to put my conspiracy bag on nigga what um so he had to do the movie first to help destroy the black community and then we'll feed you all the good roles in hollywood i see that i see that because 91 fam, that's that Crack came out and started hitting 88. Yeah. But like, he had already done King of New York. So he was already in a movie that was about this drug game. Yeah, but this took it to a level. Like, this yeah. was at, at the height of crack. Yeah. And then, uh, so after Sugar Hill was the end of 93, 94, drop zone. Come on. 95, Tu Wong Fu. We going, that was wild. Uh, Later that year, 95, Money Train. Later that year, 95, Waiting to Exhale. Top of 96, The Fan with Robert De Niro. Underrated movie, by the way. 97, Murder at 1600. Great movie. 98, U.S. Marshals. Another great movie. 
98, down in the Delta. 98, Blade. Nigga, Wesley snapped on niggas for about eight years, dog. Like, he went the fuck off. Blade became a franchise movie. Um, The first Marvel movie. Facts. Like, respect my dog, man. That's really all I want is for niggas to understand. And he showed in Mo Better Blues. And, like, nigga, I can act. Like, he could act. He stood along Denzel, alongside Denzel and held his own at Denzel's, like, height of fame and popularity in one of my favorite Denzel movies, dog. Like, Wesley deserves his flowers, man. Like, I think that that... That prison stint, I don't remember how long he got locked. Not my concern, but I do feel like that held up not only his opportunities, but also think that it made him like the butt of a joke. Like, oh, taxes, what's he snipe, ha, ha, ha. And, like, niggas forgot. Like, no, dog. Did Wesley's not ever go to prison in real life, though? I have no clue. Because, like, I remember everybody talking about it, but hey, I don't remember him ever being, him being locked up. But I feel like I remember when he got out. I feel like I remember that. I don't, I don't know if I remember him getting locked up, but I feel like him. I remember him getting locked out. Um, Either way, just put some respect on my dog name. He got the fuck off. Um, just a little bit of history around uh, the New film, Jack, New Jack City. We going into the chambers. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Detroit which was, shit was um, largely based upon um, the Chambers brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like in the movie, the Chambers brothers uh, took over apartment complex. Uh, called the Broadmoor, and I was on, uh, on the East, East, Grand, side. East Grand Boulevard um, in Ferry Street. Yep. Um, so a lot of this movie um, was based on shit that happened in the city of Detroit. Um, horrible shit, to be perfectly honest. 100%. It was, None of this is to be glamorized. Yeah. Um, I don't know if y'all know who Al Prophet is, um, but if you ever go through on YouTube and go through Al Prophet, um, his whole thing is telling the history of Detroit drug dealers across the um, it's he's a fucking great documentary, yeah, yep. uh, folks. But like, there's a lot of information. But like, Nino Brown and his character, the quote unquote brothers, yeah. Um, and that whole Carter shit. Yeah. I mean, for a minute, I couple scenes in there looked like Detroit. Facts. I was like, yo, is that downtown? Like, um, so kind of right alongside that, uh, the movie also got its name from an article written about the Chambers brothers. So uh, the writer of this article. Barry Michael Cooper wrote an article. Um, he was talking about Detroit's drug trade, and he came up here, spoke to a couple politicians and a professor up at Michigan State. And the professor, when he was interviewing him, told him about the Chambers brothers. So Dog was like, "Oh shit, let me look into that." Like he didn't gave me the professor wired me up. Let me go down to Detroit, East Lansing, about an hour away. He came down to the city, started talking to people, learning more about what the Chambers brothers was doing. And then he wrote an article called New Jack City Eats Its Young. And the article was not only written by Barry Michael Cooper, he went on to write the movie New Jack City. So not just took the name, but this story literally came from his article about the, Ch the Chambers Brothers and the Detroit drug trade. So respect our motherfucking name, even though this ain't nothing to really be respected. It's kind of weird. It's a podcast called Grind Time. Okay. Um. Crime Town, I'm sorry. Crime Town, okay. Um, their season two was about Detroit. Mm. Um, it went from pre Coleman Young, okay, all the way up through Kwame his scandal the whole night. Yeah. Went through all the Chambers brothers, okay, the, all the shit that Coleman Young was doing. Like yeah. it's produced by like Gimlet Media. It's like okay. really, really big. I'm gonna get into that. Um, fucking excellent. It was so much history yeah. about the police and about the um. How crooked the police were, yeah. and even got me to to found another 
um, documentary called because the police had a stress unit. Okay, where they was like decoys going to neighborhoods um, to, to essentially to try to get robbed, and they was like killing people. It was a whole bunch of shit. But like, if you yeah. want to know some like some some Detroit history, yeah. and you want to find out like what was really going on. Uh, go to uh, like season two of Crime Town. I was okay. about Detroit. Yeah, man. And and again, man, back on the uh, on the Chambers Brothers, dog. Like credited with being really the first big faction in Detroit selling crack and like making millions off crack, doing over a million a week in the Broadmoor. Like they took the Broadmoor was a four story, fifty two unit apartment building, and each floor. Had a different function So when we say Like this movie Was inspired By the Chambers Brothers Take that to the highest Level of inspiration Dog They They took a lot A um, couple other fun facts Did you know I know a lot of people In the audience Might not know this But Tupac had auditioned To play G Money So um, They they turned him down They said he looked Too young at the time uh, And this was before He did Juice So um, said he looked too young to play somebody who was a couple years younger than Wesley. Wesley looked a little older than him. Just wouldn't work, so Pac it didn't fit. Pac would crack, though. Yeah, he wouldn't have did that. That was against what uh, what Pac was for. Um, something I didn't know. I knew about Pac auditioning to play G-Money. Did you know that Martin auditioned and was being strongly considered to play Pookie? I would have rather Martin play Pookie. Than Chris Rock? No, I take that back. Chris Rock didn't do a bad job. Chris Rock didn't do bad, but Martin's a better actor. Yeah. I don't think that that's um, out of line to say. And the only reason he backed out, they said he was strongly considered for the role, but uh, after Robin Harris died, they said he backed out. Robin Harris was Martin's mentor, for those who don't know a lot about Martin. Um, so he backed out of the role just to kind of go grieve and, and do his own thing. Um, and then two castings that I had no clue about, but one of them I really wouldn't have minded uh, seeing. The one I didn't want to see, Blair Underwood, was originally cast for Nino Brown. I didn't want to see Blair Underwood playing Nino Brown. In 91, we didn't we didn't have that same. We don't got the... the, the he was look. a cop from In the Heat of the Night. That's all I knew. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know if I could have turned... But, like, did you watch In the Heat of the Night when you was a kid or when you got a little... I was forced to. Yeah, I was but forced like to. like, when it was first on... Or was it later? Them Blair Underwood episodes, yeah. Tubbs or Tibbs, yeah. them was repeats later in life. But them Blair Underwood ones, I was forced to sit right there and watch some shits live in the 80s. Um, that said, Ice-T, who I knew from childhood, because my dad was obsessed with all things West Coast and gang, he was a cop, and it didn't fuck me up. So. Nigga made Cop Killer been a fucking cop on TV for 35 years. <laughs> What's funny is You know he initially said He wasn't gonna take the role Cause he was like This gonna fuck up my rap career Well And then it It didn't fuck it up On the sense that He became unsuccessful It fucked it up as in Oh shit I'm making money In this acting I quit Um So the other casting That I would've wanted to see The legend The OG <laughs> Orange Juice Jones Was supposed to be cast As G Money He actually had the role It was a done deal They signed him on He was cast for it It was a rap. Orange Juice Jones Was gonna be G Money And then they said Some shit got funky And they had to bring in Alan Payne I wouldn't have minded Seeing my nigga Orange Juice Jones yeah, play I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't Yeah a, that like wasn't a, a role range. That Yeah It didn't require a lot And Orange Juice Jones Has one of the best Fucking outros To a song I've ever heard In my life So um, That said dog Upon the rewatch I know we touched on it Toward the beginning Of the pod 
How'd you feel about the movie after rewatching this shit? Um, I didn't understand it. <laughs> uh, like, why they make this movie? Like, like, what was the point that they were trying to make? Like, usually there's like a there's an overall message or a theme. Yeah. Like, yo, if he did, like, I didn't get it. So this. I'll tell you what it felt like Okay Watching this movie as an adult I felt like this was glorification And showing people how to do this shit More so than Some coming of age story Or yo if you get too deep you, You'll yeah. get caught Like I didn't feel I didn't understand like yo And when you think about How this impacted so many people Mm-hmm. And how how music and like fam crack was cracking in ninety one literally you know what I'm saying like yo this this helped yeah it made people enterprise and like yo we should start running this shit like a business you see how Nino Brown was doing yeah. like he Nino Brown became a fucking hero um, in rap lyrics a magazine in London back when the film came out they reviewed it um, they described the film as a Superior example of what we used to call black exploitation. Um, that's from Time Out London. Um, Roger Ebert wrote in his Chicago Sun Times review. He said, "It's difficult to make an anti-drug movie since the lifestyle and money of the drug dealers looks fun." But he did get a movie three stars out of four, three and a half stars out of four. Pardon me. He said that he felt like the movie pulled off a tricky achievement of making this look like something exciting, but also getting the audience involved. Nino, who looks at Scarface in the movie and laughs, eventually doesn't get the last laugh. And they show that lesson. Um, I'm with you. It's hard to make an anti-drug movie when you glamorize the drugs and the drug dealing. And what the drugs, and then you poke humor at the drug users, um, with with Pookie, uh, for for all of my maybe gripes against Chris Rock's acting, it's my favorite comedian, so it's not a it's not a slight, but this was back at the height of Chris Rock can't act, um, and he pulled off Pookie well. He became literally well. That might have been his first. Yeah, this was I think his first major role, um, or it, yeah. Cause he had a role prior to this And I'm gonna get you sucker But it was one scene So it wasn't nothing crazy Boomer, Boomerang was after this Boomerang right? was after this Yeah so Like this wasn't a bad movie for No 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 Chris Rock didn't do bad um, As Pookie I think he was Fairly believable But I think they made him Too comedic Yeah what's so funny is um, No pun intended I was expecting him To be worse mm. In this movie Yeah And it was I'm like yo He actually Playing no, Chris Rock actually did a decent job Specifically going through the scenes Where he was um, rehabbing um, I thought that he was doing a good job acting there I tell you who didn't do great Ice T, you my nigga And I love SVU more than anything in the world Except my girl and my mama My daddy But Ice T, you fucking sucked <laughs> Ice T is not a good actor when, when, when have you seen him do a great job acting? In SVU when he says one line at a time That's did it see, Did you see the little meme shit they be having? Yeah They said they get a nigga like <laughs> Yo, the kids call this crank. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, it. Like one line at a time, dog. But then um, some of my problems, and I know we've talked about this. Well, I've talked about this um, with some Tyler Perry projects. Sometimes I don't know if it's the actors or the, the script and the direction. 
And in this film, salute to Mario Van Peebles. I know this was his first feature film, and he was also an actor in it. So I can't imagine how difficult that transition is to make. Um, but some of this shit is script, dog. It's a part at the beginning of New Jack um, where Wesley's literally holding the vial of crack. And he looks at it, and they pan in onto that nigga's face. They zoom close as shit. And that nigga Wesley go, damn, Crack. And that's the whole fucking line, dog. And I was like, damn, crack. Really? Like, that's where we at, dog. That's where you took it, nigga. We'll be thinking about this. So we know old boy came down here um, trying to do a story on some shit on an article mm -hmm. and then left with an idea for a movie. Yeah. Like, how do how do Mario Van Peoples get put into this? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, in 91, uh, like the, the power conspiracy hat on, the powers that be. In 1991, they gave us this. Yeah. Within that couple of years spirit, New Jack City, Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society, New Jersey Drive, yep. every gangster rap music video and all that shit, like uh, in a very short amount of time. Like and then Mario Van Peebles, he went to do great shit yeah, after that. Yeah, facts. Like, we need you to do this fucking shit. Mario Van Peebles comes from a great fucking come on, Melvin Van Peebles, dog. Like, know y'all fucking uh know y'all history, dog. We need to do this fuck shit to and for you to get off. We'll go ahead and let you do whatever you want. Yeah. It was like back in the day, the dress yeah. was crack. Mm -hmm. Do a crack movie for you. Now it's like, yo, we put you in a dress, then we'll put you in Hollywood. Nah, the dress was crack. Nah, real talk. There you go, a title. The dress was crack. Whoo. Y'all better make it to this part of the pod to understand what the fuck is going on. Um, Kind of to that point, though, think about it. Even with John Singleton, now I get John Singleton had written Boys in the Hood in the mid eighties and, and made all these edits to it over them six, seven years before he finally got it um produced and filmed. But even that, nigga, you dropped Boys in the Hood, then you dropped Higher Learning Poetic Justice, all these movies that weren't directly related to LA crack, gang violence, drugs, murder. Like, yeah, they were all elements, but like Nigga, Higher Learning is literally, we talked about it on our Higher Learning review. I don't remember what episode that was, but that was a great review, by the way. Higher Learning was about shit that's happening currently in 2020, nigga. School shootings and mass shootings and racism and all this shit. And like, nigga, and it was like, why you ain't get that film off first? I felt better about John Singleton after watching this movie. Because mm. we just recently watched Boys in the Hood. Yeah. And I thought Boys in the Hood was more negative than what it was. Yeah. Because there wasn't a bunch of crack dealing. And boy, Boys in the Hood was really about um, don't want somebody to go out the wrong path. Yeah. The beef between a loved son and an unbeloved son and you know, coming of age. Yeah. It really wasn't about crack per so se. all the little elements they dropped in New Jack City, like the kids, and we say yes to education. We say yes. To, or then like when they was on the basketball court and it was like crack kills, spray painted or airbrushed on the court. Like all the little like nuggets they tried to give you to say, hey, this is an anti-drug movie got usurped by the fact that y'all we were don't fucking. Believe you you we need, need more, more people, people, nigga. They were literally trying to say anti-drugs, but also say Nigga, drugs that get you rich, and this shit is fun, nigga. Look at Guy up there having fun with these drug dealers, nigga. Look at Keith Sweat at the wedding. Is it possible that Flavor Flav looks the same 30 years later, dog? Yes. Flavor Flav looks exactly how Flavor Flav looked in 1980-something. 91, shit. 91. Well, 1990, by the way, filmed it. Like, he looks exactly the same. Nothing has changed in Flavor Flav's life. Um, shit, 
damn near, Alan Payne damn near looked the same nigga, and that's another nigga who aged shit, some Wesley nah, Snipes. Shit. Wesley only gained a little weight and cut his facial hair. If it wasn't for that, you wouldn't even see that Wesley looked that old. When you look at Wesley now, with uh the pictures for him on coming to America, like yeah. fam, give him the Gumby again. He that same nigga, dog, just a little bigger. That's it. Um, but let's get into it, man. So the movie. We open up in 1986, man. We get immediately introduced to Nino Brown and Dutta Man. Dutta Man is kind of the enforcer of the gang, um, CMB, Cash Money Brothers. He holding one of their dealers, random white Italian dude. You don't know what this nigga is, but he holding them over the bridge, over the East River. And uh, Nino gets out the car, comes over there. So I noticed they gave I, I knew it before But it was really like Apparent Watching this shit This time around Nino was like All one liners Like they hit the, And that nigga had a one liner Every time he talked Nigga Walked over there That's advertising Yeah Nigga money talks Bullshit runs a marathon And it's like Alright nigga Clearly I'm gonna say that When I go home Cause That's what it was for. It don't even gotta matter oh, And that So that's where I felt like The script kinda failed Rewatching this shit now Did it fail though? Or did it hit its intended target? Yeah, man, depend on the, yeah, I get you. Um, But they holding dog over the river. They drop him off real quick. Away from, on the movie, but away from the, the review. Why do you think New Jack isn't discussed when we talk about menace and boys in the hood and in that, that era? Good. It, it, what was the plot? So my first thoughts rewatching this movie um, last night and today, or early this morning, later this afternoon, I should say, um, this movie could have been so much better. Like given the elements and shit, like knowing the history of the Chambers Brothers here in Detroit, and knowing that that was the inspiration for this movie, and knowing that yeah, late eighties, eighty six is when this movie starts out. Knowing the shift from cocaine to crack, I know how big I've read book after book about how big cocaine was in New York and Wall Street and and all of that. And then that shift from cocaine to crack and people in New York dealing with what people in L.A. had been dealing with for damn near a full decade. All of a sudden, niggas in it didn't swung east to the biggest city over there. There was so many things they could have done with this movie that they just kind of bypassed, dog. At the end of the movie, this nigga Ice-T talking about, yeah, that, that lady you killed was my mom. Nigga, Fam, don't why, get me started. Why wouldn't don't you start the movie with that? Don't get me started. Give me some background Fam. about Nino Brown. Fam. How did him, like, for, for so, like. For, we meet Nino getting out the car, killing a nigga, throwing him over the bridge. Like, how did G-Money and Nino become friends? Yeah. What was their story? Can, yeah. can you show me them two hustling as a kid, possibly, or doing some shit, and then Nino uh, trying to get initiated in the gang and killing the lady, man. and then they, they grow up, and now he's the man. Then you go into him throwing somebody over the... Like, fam, that shit helps me understand this film a little bit more. It helps me relate a little bit yeah. more. It makes it not only believable, but, like, relatable. And then when you go to um stuff like them taking over the Carter... My nigga, y'all literally told me in this movie, within a five-minute span from when that nigga G-Money said, hey, this crack shit, I've been trying it out in the clubs, I've been testing it, like, this gonna be the money, to about, literally, it was about six or seven minutes later, y'all had taken over an entire apartment complex, an entire project building, 
because all y'all did was kill one Jamaican drug dealer who apparently ran the neighborhood but had no goons. He ain't had no crew. And then y'all threatened the fucking super and took him out on the street naked with a shotty. Well, they also, they like, this is this is where my, my, my spider senses was tingling, right? Is because they put up on a Jamaican, old girl mm-hmm. got out, shot him in the head. rock a um, baby. Hated it. I hated that when I was little, by the way. Another tagline. That wasn't new. To make the, the killing yeah. of the black man yeah. look cool. Yep. And then they go and they pull up on the corners and just start shooting yeah. Niggas on the corner and shooting all. See what I'm saying? They yeah, to, they, they ran that montage with fucking Troop and Gerald Levert yeah. singing. So it's like, like you giving people a blueprint on how to get people out of neighborhoods yeah. and how to like. I, I felt uneasy about it. So I felt uneasy about it, but also felt like this is also so. Fam, there's you don't take over an entire project building by killing the main drug dealer. Threatening the super of the building and then shooting all the residents who won't leave. Like, that's just not, it's not that simple. And I feel like the glorification of it and the simplifying of it makes niggas say, oh, we could do that. Because y'all made it look so simple. And we we, we felt that pain here in the city of Detroit. Man. Like, for, for a long time, dog, like, we it was a reason that we was the murder capital. Mm-hmm. Doing during the, the the age when we grew up and we yep. thought everything was good, it was like, man, I could, you know, when we was little, everything was great. The neighborhoods of this, no, nigga, it was cracking. Yeah. I was born in 82. Yeah. Like, so when I say I'm an 80s baby, I was born in 82, but I was being raised by parents who was 21 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like they were living in this whole, they was living as an adult. And guess what? In the area, well, all my father, my father, friends well let me rephrase that my father's friends yeah were involved he was the only nigga that was like yo i got a baby i'm about to go get married and work for the city yeah and then work for the water department for 35 years oh. you know what i'm saying but that could have be easily been a, a different choice but like niggas was getting laid out left and right left and fucking right nigga i was a product of this shit kind of going back to the chambers brothers if y'all know chambers brothers came to detroit from arkansas and the reason they were ignored um, and were able to kind of rise to prominence within the drug game is because niggas was like, who's these country motherfuckers? Like, they wasn't really respected when they first got up here because, hey, it's just fucking, I don't know, four of them really got down, but it was like eight, nine chamber siblings, nigga. And um, it was just like, yo, these country motherfuckers ain't really talking about nothing until they took over the Broadmoor and, and started doing their business. Nigga, I came here from Alabama. My dad came here from Alabama. My dad came after me and my mom. Me and my mom was already here. My dad had to wait a minute. And when he came up here, immediately he got into fucking dirt. Nigga, it was like, all right, nigga, I'm a street nigga. I come up here, I'm going to get into some street shit. Fortunately for my dad, he didn't get popped, but he got arrested. So the same, you was only going one of two ways, dog. And I feel like this movie didn't do enough of showing the consequences of the shit that these niggas was really involved in, man. Like, it wasn't just no easy takeover of them streets in New York, dog. Yeah, crack came and took over easy, but nigga, it wasn't just, yo, CMB, the only niggas with crack, and they just took over this one block and... A lot of reason that a lot of um, our friends and relatives grew up with no parents is because they got killed. Mm-hmm. Early 80s. Facts. Late 80s, rather, early 90s, they was out of here. Yep. Or um, 
I mean, so when this movie was going on, so this movie was supposed to be like around 80. Set in 86. It 86. started in 86. And I think the last date we got, I feel like it was like 88 was like the latest it went to. Like, but I'd, like I'd have been six years old. Yeah. So that made my, my dad was like uh, maybe 26. Yeah. 24, 25 or some shit like that. Like. That's prime time ages for niggas to be out here hustling. 88, I was four. That's when I moved up here, nigga. Like, I, I came up here in that time, dog. And and my pops came up here late 88, early 89. Like, nigga, we seen all the shit that they talking about in this movie. So we know this ain't really how smooth it was going down, dog. And I feel like they made it look so fucking sexy. It was all just like, whoo, nigga, damn, crack. And next thing you know, nigga, I'm the biggest crack dealer in the world. Like, come on, dog. Even his transition from working with the Italians to getting dope from the Peruvian niggas, it was like, fam, the Italians ain't just letting you out your motherfucking handshake deal, nigga. That ain't how this go. Nigga, I'm your supplier, dog. I didn't like how they just essentially inserted dominance that the black people had to go check in. with. Like, it was just... Yeah. And I didn't like how it was because we know... In New York specifically, we know how much of a stranglehold the Italians had over the drug game and the mob and all that shit. New York, Chicago, we get it. Um, but it was a very weird fucking... Like, even them, like, sending the little henchman nigga with the ponytail to talk to Nino. Nigga, Nino's supposed to be talking to the Don nigga. He ain't talking to this nigga with this ponytail that no G money. Now, how this go? He cut your shit off, throw y'all niggas out, and y'all don't never bust back? Like, come on. Y'all niggas came back around years later at the wedding with the fucking... It was just weird. But anyway, man, what I thought was... Because I hadn't watched New Jack in a while. My dad watched this shit all the time. But I hadn't watched it in a while. But I hadn't watched it for detail ever. And so what I thought was kind of interesting that they... When they went from the scene where they throw dog off the bridge in the beginning, I never realized that radio or that news clip that's playing in the background as they hover over New York and kind of go down to where Chris Rock and Ice-T are. They talking about the murder that they just committed. They like, oh, a body was found in the East River. I never heard that shit. I wasn't really paying attention. I ain't gonna lie. So then I'm like, more shit like that. Like you said, like, give us Nino's background. Like, don't just think because you introducing me to a nigga who let his man murder a nigga that you, like, convince me that this is, like, the drug dealing this I don't know. It was weird, man. For 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 this whole thing to go awry because I am my brother's keeper and everything yeah, like that, and you yeah. quote unquote cross your brother. Show me the brotherhood, man. Because what we got from the beginning with Nino and G Money, I'm Alpha you Beta. I'm already looking at G Money funny though. Like one, yeah, it was a clear Alpha Beta established right up front. But then I'm also looking at G Money funny. When that nigga Nino go pick him up from the basketball court, he like, yeah, nigga, you out there living your Michael Jordan dream. You already hoeing the nigga. But then, so that's the beta in you. But then I'm looking at you funny because the nigga say, yeah, man, he like, Nino say, oh, it's I guess life is good. Nigga, money is good. And nigga, G Money say, yeah, but it's going to get better. And he pull out the crack vial. And Nino like, nigga, you making money outside the family? So I'm already looking at G-Money funny, nigga. And he like, oh, it ain't nothing like that. I'm just testing some shit out. No, nigga, that ain't how this work. And if we talking this CMB, we all we got, how the fuck is you selling crack dolo in the clubs and you ain't told us till you made sure it's good? Nigga, no, we need to know about all this shit. We sell drugs, nigga. You can't sell other drugs, dolo. 
but sell cocaine with us. Nigga, that ain't how this go. So I'm like the whole little transition from this my brother to now I got to shoot this nigga in the head. Nigga, that ain't that far-fetched. He was already selling outside of y'all gang, bro. Like, I ain't in a gang and I don't sell dope, but I feel like that ain't cool. I would imagine. Something else we saw in the beginning, man. We met Scotty and Pookie. Scotty is Ice-T. Pookie is Chris Rock. Pookie didn't start out as a crackhead. Pookie was stick-up kid. Uh, kind of hustler nigga maybe I don't know I think he was still using though Cause he was He was real crackish Um And then When he came back And got the turkey and shit mm-hmm. Nino Brown Kind of alluded, alluded to him like Nigga what, what you gonna be You gonna be a drug dealer You gonna be a crackhead yeah. You gonna be this and Like Well that's what he said He was like Nigga you start out As a sick up kid Now you a user Like what's up Nigga what's going on With you dog but when we first met him with Ice-T, he fronted like he got a key for him. Ice-T, undercover. Um, we don't know he's a cop in the beginning, beginning. Even though the way he acted, it was so stoic and cold, he was kind of obvious. But we aren't told he was a cop yet. So he buying a key, allegedly, from uh, Pookie. Pookie like, yo, nigga, the key is 17. Nigga, Mr. 17, a key. Even in fucking 86, we was charging 17. Ice-T like, nigga... I give you fourteen cash right now. Is fourteen keys in that bag? <laughs> Salute. Then the nigga Pookie say, "Nigga, let me see the cash. You got the cash on you. Let me see the cash." So Ice T like a dummy shows this nigga the fucking cash. Chris Rock punched that nigga in the stomach, grabbed the duffel bag, and dipped off. He runs from this nigga, snatches a bike, rides the bike from this nigga. Ice T goes on one of the goofiest looking police chases ever. And then he finally says fucking and shoots that nigga in the ankle while he running because that was legal back then. Kind of legal now. Um, legal but illegal. Shoots him in the ankle. That nigga Pookie falls. And then from there. I'm like, why the fuck you can't get away from this thing on this bike? Fam, you literally rode a bike for half to chase and he was on your heels. I don't understand it. But what was kind of funny to me, though, like you said, when we saw Pookie again coming to get the fucking turkey and shit. It was like I didn't understand the time jump That's what I'm saying This is what That The takeover of the Carter The fucking not giving us No backstory on Nino Not giving us no backstory On Nino and G Money These are things That were missing That could have made This movie Great It's a movie that we considered Legendary and classic Back in the day But I think that was Pure nostalgia dog Cause watching that shit today It was like This wasn't really That good of a movie bro Like It was some good performances Yeah And Wesley Snipes you captivated the fucking screen, nigga. You controlled this shit. But the movie itself, the film, the script, the direction, it was all just kind of, eh. It was elements missing, dog. It was shit here that could have made a okay movie actually really great. So, that said, man, Nino, after he picked up G-Money, G-Money told him, yo, crack is booming at the clubs, nigga. I give a nigga that sniff. They don't come back. I get them that's crack rock. These niggas coming back with three, four motherfuckers, dog, every night. This shit different. So then all of a sudden, boom, it's a meeting at the club, and now they just got crack. And it's like, huh? Man, I felt like all these movies help to sell a crack, dog. Facts. I got. I had. An, I need to get new salesmen. And where do I want? Where do? How do I get new salesmen? Well, let me go ahead and, and, and advertise yeah, somewhere that we hiring that we that advertise <laughs> that we hiring and put it somewhere that everybody looks at. Yeah. We're not putting the book. We're gonna put it in some music. We're gonna put it on television. We're gonna put it in the movies. And now, 
I get to sell this crack everywhere. Now I don't know if this was quote unquote the man, yeah, or maybe the crack had the, the crack, crack has a lobby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Facts. Crack lobbied the music industry in the in the, like because like film. This is the best rap music yeah. and movies is the number one marketer of crack. Dog. Facts, nigga. They go to the club. They have a CMB meeting. Um. First of all, Nino got his girl in the meeting. Like, off top, your girl ain't even supposed to know what the fuck you into if you into this level of shit. Because she seems square as fuck. Like, she ain't seem like no street broad. If I even fuck with a bit, she gonna know. Nigga. Not to un- <laughs> <laughs> open my door. My but then, business is my business. It ain't to be heard. What she ain't gonna do is invite her cousin from the fucking... Uh, Wherever from the bank, nigga, she didn't invited Christopher Williams, tall, light skinned ass from the bank to come be the fucking computer CFO, nigga. He come up in there and they have a meeting and it's literally Nino saying, yo, we moving from coke to crack. And we ain't going to sell on the corners no more. That's played out. We taking over the Carter and he got a blueprint of the Carter apartment. Bill. Like what, nigga? Like, even the fruition of this plan, like, some, they ain't developed none of this shit. It just dropped on you, dog. So they just say, yo, this the nigga from the bank. Yo, I can get paid $800 a week, which I assume was yeah. a lot of money at the time. And 86 absolutely. Um, or I can get paid 8000 a week from you. Nigga, I didn't hire you. I'm like, so... So what I was thinking was, like, so is, are you financing this shit? Like he never really explained, but like now I kind of remember. Like okay, they brought this nigga around. All right, and that's how the end of the movie. Ended. Like okay, yeah. I get it. They trying to they kept trying to show him around. Yeah, because he was around. Yeah, it was just weird, man. Like the introduction. Now I mean, we saw Christopher Williams when uh when Pookie got shot by Ice T in the beginning. We saw him kind of around, peeping like oh Ice T's a cop, and then that comes up later. But um anyway. They go through the fucking takeover. They kill the curry goat, skinny, fat, eating Smitty nigga. And they take over the Carter and all this shit happens in like fucking five minutes. And I was just like, okay. And that's the majority of the movie. Fam, y'all set up literally a fucking project building sized drug operation in five minutes. Like it wasn't developed at all. It was no nigga. Y'all doing that. And then like. The cops are saying, oh, we need evidence. Nigga, wasn't no evidence in them taking over the whole Carter building? Badges and shit. Like, y'all niggas making, y'all giving crackheads badges and expecting like, them to keep like, it? Come on. <laughs> so the cops created a task force to try to get evidence on the CMB. Um, once they found the Peruvian connect, Nino told the Italian dude, like, yo, we no longer need y'all as a supplier. Like, we cool. Appreciate y'all. Of course, the Italians don't fucking love that. So that sets up another play that we really, it was like, y'all ain't give us no shit. It's just like, oh, we've been getting coke from y'all, but now all of a sudden we getting crack from the Peruvians and it's cheaper. So bye. And then it's like, all right, now y'all done created this conflict between Nino and the Italians, but we don't really know shit about his relationship with the Italian. We don't know shit. That's what pissed me off about the rewatch of this movie is I learned that we never really learned shit. About any of these people, dog. I'm like, if this how the Italians roll, these niggas soft. Nigga. Like, um, even when uh when 
Scotty put Pookie in the fucking rehab shit. Like, Pookie had got to Turkey, went back, got into the argument with the prom queen from the fucking high school. Now I was prom king, queen at King High School. He was prom queen. Now you ain't nothing but the prom fiend. Another uh, shout out to Detroit. To Detroit, nigga. I thought about that. Like, I peep. I peep. King High School was. East Side of Doug. One of the legendary. Uh, we ain't far from the Broadmoor, huh? Mm. Come on Now I know what y'all was talking about I mean it ain't cast But you know what I'm saying I, I, I got it But I, I peeped the play nigga um, But Chris Rock or Pookie Start beating up old girl They get into a fight Over a turkey sandwich Or some shit And then Ice-T of course Happens to see it He fucking goes And snatches up Chris Rock And instead of putting him in jail He puts him in rehab To get him off Cause he overheard Nino tell Pookie If you get cleaned up I might have a job for you So he like Alright This is how we'll infiltrate We'll get Pookie cleaned up, then have him go pull up on Nino, and he can get a job. I, th- I that thought, ain't how this works. I thought that um, Ice T ruined Pookie's life and got him killed. One hundred percent. And you talk, you acting like that was your friend, fam. You why would you why would you put a nigga who just got off crack in a crack in house? a room full of crack? Like you ain't just put him in the house. You put him in the crack room where you, all the crack was at. You put him in a very high stressful situation and you put him around the thing he literally just got over like a week ago. Yep. Bro, have you ever smelled crack? Yes. So if I'm a crackhead who just rehabilitated from using crack and being addicted to crack, and you put me in a room where they package and bottle and deliver the crack. The smell alone might fuck me up. I don't eat bacon no more because uh, I don't eat pork no more. Respect. Do you know how much I fucking love bacon, though? <laughs> like, I'm ain't nothing about me can ever say that bacon ain't good. If you put me in a, like, on Christmas, there's always, like, some bacon. Somebody's going to make some breakfast. Real quick breakfast, real fam, quick. when that shit there long enough, I'd be like, yo, <laughs> man, I mean, it's been a minute. But, like, I can't be around it that long. So imagine just standing in the bacon room all day where they just fry bacon no, and no. serve it to people. Like, come on, Ice-T, you're not that dumb, bro. Putting a chicken wing in front of me all day. Yeah, like Put some nachos in front of me Like no nah, Jay Don't touch the nachos I'm like come on dog Eventually an addict's Gonna do exactly that Be an addict And um So he recruited him Took him to the fucking rehab Uh And then he let him He was like Hey man Didn't he say yeah, Get your job Go go ask that nigga If he could put you on So at first We're not really shown What Pookie's doing initially Before he gets promoted To the fucking crack room But he gets a job. He comes back and he describes to Carter. He's like, yo, when you get in, you need a membership. You got to show your membership card. You got to do all this like intricate, intricate shit to even get in the fucking building. And then you got to go to this other room. They scan your card. They send your order down a chute. It comes out a magical little hole in the wall. Like it's all this setup shit that we're to assume Kareem set up because um, he's the computer expert. But it's like, Nigga, this is the operation that y'all set up in the 20 minutes that this movie has been on. Y'all did all that. Y'all went from not selling crack at all to doing this whole distribution shit. Like, that ain't wild to nobody except me and Jay. Like, Mario Van Peebles never thought, like, all right, this kind of wild. And they got the fucking random uh, cop from the Aaliyah movie. The little Asian dude from fucking Romeo must die, nigga. He in there. It was just weird shit happening, dog. Um, but Pookie got promoted. 
He got promoted to go work in the drugstore. The drugstore is the room where everybody's naked and they bottling and packaging the crack. Pookie should not work in the drugstore. That's what me and Jay was just talking about. You don't send a fucking crackhead into the crack store, nigga. That's just not smart. But when he got promoted, they said, all right, now let's really up to Annie and put this wire and this camera on your belt. Who hired Pookie? Ice-T. No. At the car. Oh, uh... Kareem introduced him to G Money and said, I think he need a promotion. He ready. He told him he was ready. So G Money wasn't wrong when he said, nigga, you introduced me to the motherfucker. Even though they was all scared of Nino at the time and just trying to snitch and get it off them. But Kareem this, really introduced that nigga to G Money and said, yo, he ready. Yeah, but this Nino fought. Nino, you told a nigga specifically to come to me and I'll give you a job. Yeah. Nino, you hired a crackhead, a known crack. You literally looked at a crackhead begging you for a turkey. While on crack. While on crack. While looking ridiculous. And said, hey, come help me sell crack. And then you mad that he the reason. Yeah, that, that your, your whole establishment got fucked up. But makes, another, makes reason, sense. another reason it's Nino fault. Nigga, you not paying attention. Like, it's one thing to be one of them like, yo, I stand off. I let my workers do the work. Fine. Do that. Let them do the work. But know what work is being done, nigga. You not looking. You fucking around with bitches and money and shit. Like, come on, dog. You over there fucking G-Money, little little freak bitch. The whole time, nigga, Pookie over there stealing crack from the crack house. Like, nigga, you're not paying attention to your operation, dog. Like, of course it got fucked up, nigga. So, speaking of that. But what I understand is, fam, you sell crack out of an apartment building. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. All the crackheads come here to buy crack. Facts. There's a room where they all smoke crack at. Yep. Whole no. corridor. There are regular tenants in this building as well. Yep. Who call the police on you all the time. Yep. The, the police know there is criminal activity going on here. Yeah. It's a matter of time for they run up in that bitch with the battering rams and the guns. No, no one has to, to tell on you. Fam, I'm sure they were telling on you the minute you came into the apartment with the Uzi and start murdering people. You were literally just shooting people with the Uzi. They didn't even say whether they was going to be cool with you or not. Hey, man, we do your thing. We'll stay here. But so you mean to tell me like seven, eight different people got murdered on one day and the police never came back to figure out what happened? No. Like, come on, man. That's what I'm saying. Dog. It was they they jumped in the in the effort to jump. In the timeline and just kind of get to the action, y'all left out so many details that you made a potentially great movie kind of shitty. Well, I don't think this movie was ever meant to be great. It was a large ass advertising campaign for crack, crack and murder selling. and gang membership and crack. That's usage because they I didn't mean, even try. Shit, we got seven albums from Lil Wayne called the Carter. Facts. I mean, the very first Carter, he was walking you through the crack house and all that. You know what I'm saying? Which is wild because I'm like, Wayne, where you from? You literally could have called that shit anything from New Orleans. Like, you know, last name Carter. Yeah, I get it. He's the most. Carter five one two three four five six. I'm not a human being. One two three. Did you listen to dedication three? Like, no. I won't. No ceilings three. Or no ceilings three, yeah. Like him, make a new aim for a fucking album. And stop fucking up the legendariness of the joints that you came out with. I'll be honest, dog. I only listened to like four songs off the first no ceiling. Like I, I think y'all like y'all like I listen to Oh Let's Do It and like Ice Cream, the ice cream, cream like, joint. Like, yeah. like that's pretty like y'all like that whole shit? 
It's I'm so not many it's people. Not bad, no, no, no. It's like, so many people who love the whole no ceilings tape. Like what y'all? Dedication two is the like for me like the pinnacle way. It's not like whacking no shit. Like but no, no, no. Like it's just like mid. That went off again. You got oh let's do it. You got ice cream and like two other joints and then it's like all right I'm straight. That was fun and I move on. That was fun. That was cool. I got to it. Anyway, um, so after Pookie's promotion, they put him in the drugstore. He around this crack. He had a couple moments where he was going to use it, and then he threw the fucking crack vial. Like, no, I won't order pipe. Like, no, I won't use it. I'm off crack. I ain't a crackhead no more. Then, goddammit, the nigga finally said, fuck it, I'm smoking. And then he smoked and magically got dressed and went to work. Even though I feel like right there, if a crackhead or former crackhead use crack again after however many months of not using crack. It's a lot of, it's a lot of functioning crackheads, dog. It is. But when you were not a functioning crackhead, because he wasn't, he wasn't getting up and going to work every day. I think it was a bum out here. So all of a sudden you smoke crack. And then as soon as you smoke it, you get up and go to work. And now you in that bitch. He, and the one and the two, he's singing. He's talking about the chick's titties and all that. And he fooling. He clearly fucking high. The cops who are watching the camera that he has on his belt. They like, yo, uh, Scotty, something wrong with your boy. Fam, y'all don't have like a wire on this nigga's ear that might be like, hey, man, let me talk to you. Lead that room. Something, nigga. Y'all just got him in there high. And I'm like, y'all don't check with this nigga before he go to work. Like, y'all just let him wire himself and go up in there. Because y'all clearly would have known he was high. You see the plot holes, dog? Like, it's just holes all over this fucking movie. Um, meanwhile, while all this shit is happening, the Carter's making a bunch of money before we even get to fucking Pookie dying and all that shit we start seeing the conflict between nino and g money so the carter is making them millions of dollars every week they have a fucking new year's eve party million dollars a day they out there getting fucking paid they have this new year's eve party while they at the party nino sees a chick that g money used to fuck with little stripper chick he like yo g ain't that the little stripper bitch used to fuck on nigga like yeah man i hear couple times but nothing like that man she she really just a slide stop lying stop lying just say you stop like lying. her g just say you like her bro just say you like her it's some fellas it's so much easier when you just say you like her because you know as a man i don't know if y'all notice or not it's okay to like girls man and in 2020 as a man i don't know if y'all notice or not apparently it's all right to like strippers so, G Money, you could have liked this stripper, dog. Like, it's cool. Nino would have understood. But he told her, nah, man, she just a little sly, a little freak chick. Ain't nothing crazy, nigga. Freak elite. So, that nigga Nino, like, all right. And he giving her the eye. She giving Nino the eye. You already know what's coming. What is girl over here, though? So, then they had a fucking, what was this, foursome lingerie night? Foursome robe night? Like, what was this night that you got your girl and G-Money and the stripper chick over here at the crib and all y'all in fucking silk robes and lingerie. Like, what was this party? This looked very COVID-friendly, nigga. So they over at the crib. They getting drunk. They drinking fucking mo and shit, watching Scarface. And Nino girl just all on. Or I'm sorry, G-Money girl all on Nino dick, nigga. Like, you been on my dick, nigga. You love, love my style. style. She on this nigga dick heavy. Like, G-Money ain't even in the room. So then she starts saying little wild shit like, man, with all the shit you doing, Nino, 
you need to leave a legacy. She start queen and slimming in this nigga, dog. Like, you need to leave a legacy. Like, where your kid at? That nigga like, hey, it ain't like I ain't trying. But my little girl right here, shout out to Michael Michelle, um, most famously known in the culture from New York Undercover, but it always tripped me out when I was younger that her name was Michael. But she fine, so ain't nobody care. But Thanks. he like, uh, yeah, man. Ain't like I ain't trying to have a kid, but she can't have no babies, man. And she not fucking. Yo, this is just like when he it got wild. I mean, I guess that this is the point where they try to just say, yo, this the success got to him. He started turning on everybody. It was about me instead of the family. Everything I want, I want, I want. Like I get it, man. It just did a it was just a poor job at it. I also thought this was a poor job of establishing, again, we go back to that alpha beta talk that we had at the beginning when he kind of checked him about, yo, nigga, you out here living your fucking Michael Jordan hoop dreams and shit. Like, do Nino want what G-Money got? Because you mad on this nigga dick. Like, why you worried? You want to fuck his bitch? You mad he out here hooping and making a couple dollars? Like, what's the, we don't understand the strain between these two niggas. And ultimately, I mean, G-Money said it, but like, Ultimately, I don't even think it was the girl, so to speak. It was the fact that, like, you keep little bro and keep sunning me. Don't sun me, dog. Like when Pookie, they had yeah. the, the classic Martin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was laughing as fuck. I was laughing like a motherfucker at this scene because I just kept seeing Martin with the dog going. Hur, hur, hur. Yeah. Um, so after, the, after Pookie gets high and starts acting wild in the fucking uh, in the drugstore. Kareem and one of the security guards come up to this nigga. They call G-Money. G-Money comes up to him, snatch open his shirt, realize he got a wire on. G-Money, he orders to kill. Go ahead and kill this nigga Pookie. Burn the whole shit down. Now, I felt like burning the whole shit down might have been an overreaction. Go get all the tapes and all the evidence and snatch his wire off. Kill Pookie. Get all y'all little floppy disks out to computers, nigga, and go do something with them. But burn the whole Carter down? I guess if you can't charge me with drugs if you don't actually have any you drugs. You don't have drugs, man. So you you have a burnt up building, charge me with arson or something. Man. But you can't hit me with pounds of dope and running a criminal enterprise yeah. if there is no drugs. There's no drugs here. Um, But they burnt the whole shit down. They snatched out all the floppy disks. And then he called fucking Nino. And Nino over there fucking his bitch. She answered the phone. He like put Nino on the phone, bitch. I'm like, G Money, don't you ain't hard now, nigga. And you got a crack pipe next to you, you finna hit. So relax. He like, yo, nigga, shit got funky. I had to burn down the carter. That nigga Nino said, what? So they go had a meeting. Let's talk about that scene, bro. This is when Nino establishes his dominance over G Money officially. Like, this one we see it. Coming there with the Rottweiler unnecessarily. Why do you bring that rot? What was the point? I don't think it was a point. Other than the scare niggas. It looked cool for TV. It looked phenomenal. And again, back to your point, all y'all doing is making all this shit look fun. Like and look da- cool. Dame likes to say this shit all the time about um, Belly. Yeah. Oh, it was a two-hour rap video. Yo, this what this shit was. This was yeah. a long-ass infomercial to sell crack. To black kids. Two-hour crack video. Yeah. Mm. So he come in the room. He got the whole CMB there. He obviously pissed off. He like, yo, motherfuckers got killed. Niggas is dead and shit. 
I don't think much more. <laughs> so he like, yo, niggas got killed. Like we, the fucking whole Carter and burnt down. He said a million dollar, a million dollar a week business turned into rubble. Nigga. I thought he said a day. Or rubbish. Million dollar day, million dollars a week. Whatever the fuck they was making turned into rubbish. Y'all niggas have literally burned down our fucking whole business operation, dog. Imagine that, my nigga. Now, that's actually kind of fucking wild. That we had all this shit, and then y'all let a crackhead infiltrate. Imagine that you only having one trap. Also that, because why is your whole fucking business centered around this project? After all the millions, y'all ain't want to take over another project. It's mad projects in New York. You only was on one side of town. You scared of them niggas on the other side of New York? What's going down, nigga? I don't understand. But he like, yo, who's to fucking blame, nigga? He like, Dutta man, was it you? Keisha, was it you? G Money, somebody tell me something, nigga. And while he doing that, he go holla at G Money. G Money, like, yo, man, it ain't my fault. You wasn't fucking paying attention. If you wasn't fucking them bitches, aka my lady, who I like, I thought he was gonna say, nigga, you the one said we should hire the nigga. That's what he should have said. You lead with that. You don't lead with a if you wasn't fucking my little stripper freak chick who I like, nigga. Lead with fam. You legit made us hire this nigga. Like, you're HR in this situation, my you nigga. You set up the interview, nigga. Nigga. What Uncle Ice told that nigga? Or what uh, me, fucking Mackay Pfeiffer told that nigga Uncle Ice? No, 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 nigga. You fucked up. You got high. Fuck out of here. Nino, you hired Pookie. Nigga, not me. I just promoted the nigga you put in the fucking house. He was in the Carter. He wasn't in the Carter as nothing. He could have been a custo. You made that nigga payroll. Like, come on, dog. You turned Pookie into payroll Giovanni, nigga. Come on, bro. So, then he stabbed that nigga Kareem in the hand for no reason with a sword that was in his cane. If you Kareem, you going to continue working for CMB? Because I'm out at that point. I'm going to go ahead and leave. I mean, once you win, you win. I'm going to get the fuck on. Now nah, I'm cool. You just stabbed me in the hand with a, with a cane sword. I'm out. I mean, unlike the Italians, once you out, <laughs> you. And then I felt like that Italian shit just kind of hung around in the background too weird, man. Like, like they, it was kind of obvious and shit. Like, all right, y'all clearly trying to create conflict with them. Y'all keep bringing this ponytail nigga around. Every time he come around, Nino hold that nigga and then G-Money say, yo, Nino, I don't think you should have talked to him like that, man. He cool, man. He cool. And it's like, nigga, he just came in here disrespecting y'all whole world. He bought y'all a fucking black jockey with a noose hanging around his neck. How you cool with that? G money, like, come on, bro. What is what it's really about? But, but he got he hold G money. He stabbed the nigga. Then he put the the knife to his neck, wiped the blood on him. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. Like he hold him. Quotables he, all day. He um, emasculated him or whatever. Yeah. And after that, he went home and smoked crack. Yeah. G money was so upset he had to go do some crack. You ever been that mad? <laughs> no, nigga, not at all. If my girl pisses me off next time, dog, I'm gonna do some crack. Show her ass. <laughs> Crackheads, crack man. The fucked up part about the whole beef with Nino and G Money is like we really don't like. All right, yeah, I get you being upset that fucking G Money had to burn down the whole Carter because. Pookie got through that bitch But like Nigga It got weird dog Like even at the end Like Wesley You was still fucking his bitch Like was it not over the chick Or was it 
Because you was fucking my girl all the way through after you killed me, nigga. <laughs> like, the real beef, because you just kept hauling me. He even said that, like, man, fuck that bitch. Um, fuck that whole bitch. Fuck that whole bitch. I don't give a fuck about her. Um, but really what happened, the reason he got killed was you put him onto a fake connect. Yeah. And you said, hey, nigga, if this nigga- You vouch not, for him. You vouch for him. If this nigga police- I'm going to kill you and him. Because <laughs> you're playing with my emotion. You're playing. And he was like, <laughs> but he's smoking crack at the time. <laughs> yeah, nigga, okay. Uh, all right. That's why he got killed. Not over the pokey yeah. shit. Because if I was going to kill you, I'd have did that. But like, no. Yeah. I told you specifically, if this nigga is a cop, because I don't like this weird looking motherfucker. Yeah. I'm going to kill y'all. I'm going to kill him, then I'm going to kill you. Facts And um, So how we got to even Ice-T getting involved with CMB After Pookie got killed The task force was fucked up Mario Van Peebles Who And did you know that He was apparently supposed to be The lead in this movie Like Right Nigga Mario Van Peebles He was in this bitch for 12 minutes I know you directed it But nigga you were not the lead Um, But he like, yo, nigga, the police chief on my ass, the mayor on my ass, everybody on my ass, they want to know what the fuck's going on. Like, y'all done burned down this whole building. Pookie got killed. He was our informant. Like, what the fuck? So Ice-T and the white cop was like, fuck it, nigga. We been shut down. We going to just do this shit ourselves. We'll infiltrate. First of all, the, no, we going to kill him. Yeah, let's kill Nino Brown. But here was my issue with the white cop. Y'all niggas watched Lethal Weapon and said, all right, nigga, go be Mel Gibson. Y'all sent an, if you seen Lethal Weapon 1, they sent a white cop out there literally to be Mel Gibson. Like, fake, former, depressed, suicidal, kind of drug addict, maverick cop. Like, nigga, come on, dog. This was a whole fucking bite. Y'all bit the shit out, Mel Gibson, nigga. Y'all love Mel Gibson dick style, nigga. Fuck out of here and pause. So then they get this nigga. <laughs> so they get this nigga, Pookie. Out of the game He did So then Ice-T and old boy Like alright We gonna kill Nino So Apparently they just met The fucking Italian dude With the ponytail And they just knew He was the nigga To go infiltrate They like Hey if you work with us To help set up Nino We'll let you and the Italians Keep selling drugs I guess I don't know how that works Cause again More shit they didn't show It just happened So the Italian dude With the ponytail Who Nino kept getting into it With all movie he introduces Ice-T and a white dude to Nino. G-Money already knows. Well, G-Money don't know Ice-T's a cop, but he knows that this nigga's like a cheap connect. So he like, yo, Nino, this nigga's the man. Fuck with him. He got that dope. But G-Money had already told Ice-T, fam, cut me in on the profits. I need 20%. Side deal. Again, same type of side deal he was making by selling crack. Before CNB actually was selling crack Like nigga you been shady dog You been doing your own thing Cause he said I'm gonna be the next king Yeah Now I Now you officially like Trying to take over Nino's spot Alright we see you So They do that But Ice-T start planting seeds In this nigga Nino head That G-Money's a fucking traitor Then he went on and just flat out said it Yo man I ain't wanna say nothing But your man G-Money Tried to come to me for a side deal well, damn, snitch, you done told on the whole motherfucking shit. Thought we was cool, nigga, shit. So now Nino looking at G-Money like, all right, man, you a whole ass nigga, but I ain't going to kill you yet because you still my man. 
But the way that Ice T, which I don't even know the nigga name, Scotty, got close in this movie, old man came through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to pull the banger on um on Nino, on Nino, and he grabbed. Scotty him up. got the drop on him real quick, man, and that's how Nino first started trusting this nigga. Because before that, he was like, "Yo, I don't, I don't like this nigga. I don't trust him. Niggas a fucking weirdo." But when he got to drop on the old man, idolater. When he got to drop on that nigga, then it was like, "All right, you cool." So after he told on fucking G Money, that old man been playing that same old man and everything I've ever seen him in. Facts. He was in I Still Know What You Did last summer. And then, yeah. He was, he like drove a boat on the island or some shit and then got killed by the killer nigga in the raincoat. Anyway, um, his eyes big as shit. That nigga eyes are fucking huge. Nigga, I just want to throw that out there. So then, fucking Ice-T, he like, all right, man, Nino finally trust me. I'm about to sell this nigga my first fucking briefcase full of drugs. So he go to the meetup. They pat the nigga down. Tell him his business. Oh, before they do that, Nino told that nigga when they was on the roof, and he told him the story. Nino like, yo, nigga, when I first joined the gang when I was a teenager, joined the L.A. boys, Linux Ave boys or whatever, the leader of the gang told me, you want to prove yourself, you got to go smoke a nigga. She like, not no rival or nothing like that. You got to smoke just a regular nigga. So Nino like, nigga, I got high on some angel dust. I got fucked up. Went out there, seen a lady, nigga, just went up to her, shot her dead in the face. I ran off before she even hit the ground. They try to make this shit deep and introspective, nigga. They try to have a callback. Get the fuck out of here, Mario Van Peebles. Um, so then this is like the moment and shit where Nino and Ice T or Nino and Scotty really start learning to trust one another. Scotty go to do the fucking drug deal. Of course, when he there, Kareem finally realizes where he knows Scotty from. He like, oh shit, that's five oh. And then it was funny if you rewatched that scene where Kareem yelled, that's 5 Look at G-Money face. G-Money literally went, oh, shit. Like, I know I'm dead, nigga. Because Nino already told me if he a cop, I'm going to kill him and you, nigga. So uh, they get into a shootout with the cops. Of course, Ice-T never gets fucking shot. That nigga's suit don't even get wrinkled. It was kind of wild. The white boy and another cop rammed the fucking car in there. Uh, the bad... Asian nigga from Romeo Must Die gets stabbed by Nino. He get killed. This is also where this nigga Nino turned into Blade. He started doing mad Blade-like shit. This nigga hanging from the fucking ceiling by his legs, slitting niggas' throats and shit. It was wild, dog. The movie crossover to, man, get the fuck out of here. No, it literally went left into get the fuck out of here land, dog. Um, And then... They still don't catch Nino during the drug deal. He gets away, but they killed the Dutta man. Um, oh, Keisha got killed. So the Italian niggas came back at the wedding, killed Nino for all. Or I'm sorry, they didn't kill Nino. They killed Keisha and a bunch of other people at this wedding that Nino was sponsoring uh, just for being disrespectful and shit. They came through, pretended to be the wait staff, shot up the wedding. Nino, in retaliation, came back and shot all the Italian leaders, apparently. Never had a meeting with them niggas, but he knew exactly where they be at at all times. It's very weird. And then after the fucking drug deal gone wrong, nigga, and Nino goes on the run and shit. So he meets up with G-Money. G-Money up there begging for his life. He like, yo, man, I ain't know that nigga was a cop, man. He like, yeah, you ain't know, because you on this fucking glass dick, nigga. You sucking this fucking glass pipe? Like, come on, bro. Like, how do you start smoking the shit that you selling? Like, when you know your customers can't get enough of it, yeah. which is why you make so much money. Literally. Like, 
the reason that you make so much money is because they get so addicted that they will sell and do anything for it. Yeah. Why would you ever start smoking that shit? All because your little self esteem hurt because the nigga holds you in front of your friends. Yep. I'm not doing no in fucking. In front crap. of my friends. I shoot you before I do that. Yeah. Then guess what? I'm second in control anyway. Then I'll just be the man. Yeah. I just feel like you can shoot that nigga in the meeting and be like, "Y'all work for me now," yeah. and it would be okay. Everybody would have been like, "I bet." Done. <laughs> like would have been smooth. But he up on the roof with that nigga G. He tell him, "Yo." I just want to go back to what it was, Nino. That nigga, Nino say, nigga, it can't, motherfucker. Like, you're a crackhead now. A, I'm, I literally took your bitch. She gone. She mine now. So if that pisses you off, you're never going to be happy with me. Uh, and then, nigga, you just let a crackhead infiltrate the Carter. Then you let a cop infiltrate the fucking drug sales. Like, my nigga, I literally can't rock with you no more. Like, I'm finna shoot you in the forehead. Then it was also funny because that was like one of the worst shooting scenes ever, nigga. He shot him, nothing came from the gun, and nothing happened to G Money's head. Like G Money just reacted and fell. Because they cut the scene. It had, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was mad chopped up. It just looked poorly edited. It was poorly done. And then Nino goes on a run. He fucking hiding out in some random apartment building. Apparently, Ice T and them know what neighborhood he's in. They go up to some kids on the porch. Yo, man, you know where Nino stay? All the kids leave except one. And then he like, yeah, man, that nigga in apartment 4B. He killed my man uh, over $5. Go shoot that nigga. I hope y'all blast him. And then next thing you know, it's the next morning. And he like, but be careful. He got killers on the roof. That shit threw me for a loop. Fam, wouldn't the killers on the roof see us out here right now? That shit threw me for a loop. Like, why you telling me that? Wouldn't the killers on the roof see us? I'm like, I thought this would be like, okay, we about to go up there right now. No, them niggas went the next morning because yeah. it was daylight like a motherfucker. Yeah, I think that was some editing shit. I think that was shit was a, so poorly I done. I thought that dog. was a um a lapse. Oh, it was done terribly. Um, so they go up there, they fucking break into Nino crib. They didn't kill the killers on the roof. Ice T finally fucking snatches up Nino and just start beating this nigga ass. He throw him down the fucking fire escape into a pile of trash. Get down there, beat his ass, and then the big reveal that teacher you killed. That was my mother. My nigga, I don't care. I don't care. I where your mother? Where your other mother at? I'm gonna shoot her too. Fam, I don't got no connection to you. You, let alone your mom. I don't give a fuck about you or your mom, dog. Like I'm so over you and your mom, nigga. This is a bad movie, dog. It was so. It was a bad movie that could have been so good. And I think Ebert or Cisco, them niggas had to give it a good rating because they probably looked like they was racist. <laughs> and it was one of the first of those type of movies. It was one of the first. Like that focused on black because King of New York's wasn't King of New York wasn't focused solely on like some black shit. It was about fucking uh I can't think of dog name, but the white dude. This was some black shit. And I feel like Ebert was like, and all the mother reviews, because it's at like a 77, 78 on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's all critic reviews. So I'm like, them critics probably was just like, eh. First of these type of movies with an all black or a primarily black cast. Got a bunch of famous black people. We like Chris Rock. He's cool. We like Ice-T, Cop Killer. That was the shit. Wesley Snipes. Oh, that's that dude from that movie. Major League. That's what. That was the name of the movie where he was uh, Willie Mays Hayes. They're like, eh, these are some cool people. We like this white guy. We like Mario Van Peebles. His name sound cool. 
fuck it, let's give this rating three and a half out of four stars. And it was like, yeah, this shit was kind of booty, dog. So that's that's not a good movie, dog. It wasn't, man. Um, and not just because of the acting in the script, but the message they were trying to deliver, it was lost. Y'all was trying to tell us crack hills and don't do crack and don't sell crack and crack is whack. Y'all was in that bag and y'all never showed that. All I got out of this is never hire a crackhead. Facts. Because if y'all didn't hire a crackhead, then y'all have been all good. So they arrest Nino. They go to fucking trial. In court, that nigga Nino turned state witness on the stand. Nigga fucking snitch. Nigga literally turned into fucking uh, Sammy the Bull right there in front of your face. Gave up Kareem, gave up everybody. You said, if I'm going down, everybody fucking going down. Start telling on everybody, and Nino only got sentenced to a year or three years with probation after a year. And then on the way out, he doing fucking interviews. I thought Wesley delivered these lines at the end really well. He was like, yo, that's the American way, nigga. Proud to be an American. Like, he looked real, like, creepy, asshole-ish. And then the old man who Ice-T got to drop on earlier... All of a sudden, he pops back up, idolater, and he pulled out the fucking Elmer Fudd gun, and he shot that nigga Nino in the chest one time. Nino fell over the banister, nigga. Insane. This is a bad movie, dog. It was. I'm glad Nino got killed, though. Um, Nino getting killed was the only thing that happened in this movie that was realistic. That type of drug dealer, that brash behavior, they don't make it out the hood usually, man. Like, nine times out of ten, them niggas get killed or go to jail for being brash and being loud and upfront about all the shit they do. Um, Nino got killed, and it was... I guess they thought that was the retribution for all the fucking crack promotion they did throughout the movie. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. How Jadakiss say you niggas think they Scarface, but you ain't see the end of the movie? Man. No, niggas didn't make it to the end of the movie. No. We saw all the crack shit. Oh, how, this how you this this it's is lit. Yo, it's lit. We need to move from cocaine to crack. Is is that what you're telling us, Hollywood? Yeah. Okay, and now we actually got to set up in apartment buildings. Yep. Or projects. Um. Okay, we'll, we'll set up in projects and oh, this how we clear them out. We just pull up on them and shoot. Yeah. Oh, we do drive-bys. Oh, okay, cool. And then I make the girl strip naked. Like, oh, you gave me my blueprint on how to do all this shit. Yeah. Oh, never get high off your own supply? Cool, because that made it into a rap song, which made it into the next gangster movie, which was in 93, which was Menace to Society. Oh, okay, I get it. Never get high off your own supply. Oh, okay, cool. Well, thanks, Mr. Mr. Van Peebles, for giving me the the blueprint. And did you peep? You are now about to witness the street. Now, like, straight out of Compton started New Jack City. Did you peep that shit? Like... Them the first fucking words you hear is straight out of Compton, nigga. You are not about to witness the power of street knowledge. Like, nigga, and then all we witnessed was the glamorization of crack dealing. I didn't like it. Um, New Jack City was the blueprint. It was like a very short, very concise blueprint for crack selling and crack dealing. And it highlighted so many of the highs. And and snitching. Oh, my God. Nino's the biggest snitch of all fucking time, man. And niggas still wanted to be him in rap. That's crazy. Nino was Takashi. Why y'all niggas don't be on Nino like y'all was Takashi? Because he was a fucking snitch, too, man. All in all, not a great movie, dog. It was one of them throwback reviews that I enjoy doing because we finally get to come in here. And I can't praise the movie. I can praise Mario Van Peeble. I can praise Wesley Snipes. We can give Alan Payne all the flowers. 
Chris Rock, my nigga, can't praise this movie, dog. This wasn't good. It didn't teach the lessons that we learned from Menace and Boys. The next time one of them one gotta goes, pick New Jack City. Yeah, New Jack can get the fuck out of here, man. Um, and I I say that saying. I understand why we consider it a classic and why we loved it and all that. Because we was kids and that programming worked on us. Yeah, man. Like that shit, it looked cool. Uh, uh, imagine me taking over the motel I lived in at the time and turning that bitch into the Carter, nigga. The fucking, imagine me taking over the Royal Inn on Aiden Greenfield. Nigga. I didn't like oh. the themes they was pushing. Nino Brown, you niggas in this bitch making a million dollars a day. Talking about, look at these, man. People poor out here, um, poverty, nigga. The, the reason that they literally were talking about being disenfranchised the whole time y'all selling crack to the same people that y'all are saying the world leaves disenfranchised, and now they're fucking over their families, yeah, to come get crack from you. And y'all just shot up a bunch of them motherfuckers trying to take over this apartment building. Like, come on, all the and I think that's where we can end it, man. All the themes they wanted to push. Got overshadowed by the themes they were actually pushing in this movie, man. Actions and deeds. Yeah, man. Yo, yo, your deeds or your intentions might have been good, um, but what you actually did was uh, the execution was poor. Um, and yeah, man, Mario Van Peoples. Yeah, you created a classic, but what side of that classic was you really on, man? Because. I don't know if, the, again, it could have been him. It could have been Dog that wrote it, who did the article on the fucking Chambers Brothers, man. I don't know who, but somebody came in this bitch and created a movie that ultimately set us back. Um, and it didn't teach none of the lessons and didn't give us none of the street knowledge that we was promised, man. If anything, all it did was promote crack dealing, promote violence, promote fucking addiction, promote snitching, promote stealing your man's girl, like it literally made everything a high, man. What now I say? You sell a you sell your man now. Not even your girl is sacred. You know oh, what the man. best thing to come from New Jack City was? The scene from Martin where they stole his CD player. That's the best thing to come from New Jack City, man. Outside of that, New Jack, you wasn't it, bro. Prom fiend. It's the fucking prom fiend. It's the prom fiend of black classics, nigga. Uh but Y'all might feel different, man. Let us know what y'all think. Go check out New Jack City. For those of you who asked me yesterday, it is not streaming anywhere. You do have to go rent it or find your DVD or your VHS. I bought that shit for like $4 a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Four or five bucks on them Apple shits. I was going to watch my pop's DVD. Um, I ended up not feeling like getting up and actually going to try to find a DVD. So I just rented it on Amazon for two ninety nine. man. Y'all got $3. Look, how we kind of destroy... Um this new Jack City movie is how I watched The Color Purple for the first time. <laughs> I didn't get what y'all was talking about. The Color Purple just put the, me to sleep as a kid. I, I wasn't saw that really shit yet. for the first time, like 2010. Though. Man. I was like, yo, this not this not the movie y'all been talking about for years. Hey, man, y'all tell me, everybody who's still here with us, what did The Color Purple do for you? Like, where did it take you? What did it make you feel, like, proud of? Because... Color Purple ain't do shit for me but put me to sleep. That was it. I ain't get shit else from the Color Purple. Um, Until you do right by me. 
I'm never gonna do right by you. Sorry. Silver Sealy. Relax. Um, and nigga, Color Purple was directed by fucking Steven Spielberg. Fuck out of here, man. You ain't let no white man tell me what the fuck they was doing, nigga. Color white. Nigga. We don't need no white man paperwork. Like, come on, man. Y'all let Steven Spielberg tell y'all the color was purple, nigga. The color was black. Period. Um, and yeah, man, y'all let New Jack City tell y'all the fucking crack was cool and it's not. So with that said, man, if y'all got any crackheads in your family who you miss, call Mario Van Peebles and tell that nigga he did it. It's his fault, man. He promoted that shit and made them become crackheads. But salute to fucking New Jack City for starting a run of Wesley Snipes as the lead movies that I really could appreciate. For introducing us to Alan Payne. I don't know if this was Alan Payne's first movie. Probably wasn't. But introduced us to him in a way that was like, all right, now we really want to see this nigga and more shit. And then he came with Jason's lyric a couple years later and it really got turned, man. And uh, also, um, giving a road to Vanessa Williams, the quote, other Vanessa Williams, not the fucking model, but the actress who played in the Soul Food TV show, not the movie. Um, even though her character, Keisha, was annoying as fuck in here, and I hated every time she said, rock a baby, she was still a damn character in this movie, man. And Vanessa Williams, this one can actually act her ass off. And uh, salute to her having a role, even though it was not the greatest role ever, man. But ultimately, New Jack City, man, y'all think what y'all want, but for me and Jay, shit was kind of ass, dog. Y'all think differently, let us know. Hit us up at thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com. Follow us on all the socials at thisweekinculture. Like all our fucking posts, but don't like them to the point that you get in trouble with your girl because we don't want no issues, nigga, and we definitely don't want no smoke. And uh, if you got a BlackBerry letter, send those to thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com. Join all our socials, man. Hit us up. Subscribe to the podcast on all your fucking digital streaming platforms. Till next week, we hope y'all had a great fucking holiday. I'm Ant, that's Jay. We'll see y'all next week. This Week in Culture, episode 134. We out. Movie was trash.